Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 9th. My name is Chris. I'm here with my brother Daniel. And we're back! Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? <laughs> uh, if you probably noticed, we've been gone for a while. Hiatus. Yeah, it was about a month or so that yeah. we were gone. Uh, real life happened. Yeah, something uh, took us away from the podcast that we had to attend mm-hmm. to. And, you know, things happen. We just had to take a break. There's right? more important things than talking about comic books. Is there? But, but yeah. not a lot. <laughs> Uh, but we're finally back, ready to keep it going. For sure. Uh, a lot to catch up on. Yeah, that's right. A whole month's worth of comic book goodness to, yeah. to catch you guys up on. In fact, today, uh, literally the day we're recording, we went to a small local comic book convention. That's right, right. Yeah, we were there for like two hours looking yeah, around. small. It was li- It was at an Elks Lodge. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm learning what that is today too, but uh, a <laughs> tiny little room, a mm. lot of people in there. Uh, yeah, it was packed and they're, they're already at the point where there's like masks are optional. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, there's people in here with no mask and it's like you're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I, it was closer than shoulder to shoulder yeah. almost like mm-hmm. you're like, but to front almost like it's so <laughs> if we're like tuning as in a can. I did see a father and son go up to the counter okay, and say our masks required and the person said it's optional but most people are wearing masks mm-hmm. and they said well are there some that are not and she's like well, yeah there's some adults that are not and they're like okay never mind and they didn't go in they just left yeah okay i get that i get the decision yeah i think a lot of the people who were not wearing masks were like the people that had booths there because they're sure. there all day and, and they're like, working i have to deal with this is kind of hot in here with all the people yeah I, they're sweating they were sweating it's yeah. a small room is tight and there's not a lot of people i'm not sure how much you'd make in this little tiny convention we went to i don't know what uh it costs to rent a spot yeah but if you're not selling funkos i don't know if you're making money <laughs> i felt bad for one guy like he was the worst corner of the convention oh yeah he looks so sad just sitting there no one's going to his booth he's got like toys yeah like newer toys <laughs> newer toys like 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 newer things not the old retro stuff people ogle at so mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't selling much you know what's weird it was sold as a comic-con slash toy convention right right So I understand if it's not heavy on comics, it's pretty much toys and stuff and Funkos and stuff like that, right? True. But the first booth I saw was like signed headshots of sports people. Right. It was like the biggest booth there. (laughs) Yeah. What's up with that? I don't care about any of this. I looked at it, I was like, this is their like front person that's not even, he's not selling either of the things you're promoting. (laughs) True, true. (laughs) I almost bought that signed Grease picture okay. of John Travolta. That would have been worth it. If that was anything, I was going to get that. <laughs> but I, I did go just to dig for comics. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of booths that had comics. I'd say one out of 10 booths had comics. I think that's right. Yeah. There yeah. was like four booths that had comics mm-hmm. and most of them I didn't want. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm kind of expecting that now. Especially because it also said it was a toy con. Okay, for this one? Yeah, but comics just in general seem to be like less and less. Getting pushed to the side at comic book conventions. Yeah. They're they're getting less and less. I guess, uh, I don't know. I think it just doesn't sell much. Even if you're just a retailer uh-huh. that has this random nerd stuff. Yeah. Maybe you're not going to bring your comics to take up space at your booth. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? That's, that probably doesn't sell the most when you're selling them at a dollar a pop or $3 a pop. Exactly. Like, you know when you have to lug these boxes of comics to the, the convention and True. you're selling each issue there like a dollar because they're the old ones? Right. It's like, I, if I sell this whole box, it still might not be worth the lugging it around. Yeah. Just even the, the weight of it. Yeah. The effort. Exactly. 
So um, there, I was looking through some CGC comics, the graded ones. Yeah. I almost pulled the trigger on one. Really? Yeah. Which for me, it's almost never worth it to buy those. Yeah. Unless you really like the thing. Yeah. It didn't sound like you were all in. I was kind of in because it was only 50 bucks. Okay. And, and that's already like most of the price of just getting it graded. True. But uh, he's getting this graded in like a big batch. So it's cheaper for, for each him. individual one. Sure. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was Batman number 90, like the most recent Batman run. Right. Which is the first appearance of a new, really new Batman villain, the designer. Yeah. The the rapper. Panda, panda, panda. I, if anything, I would like that character. He's like a fashion guy, right? <laughs> but I mean, I I wasn't that impressed about it. It's part of me was just like, it's already graded. That's, <laughs> that's the only reason. That's not a reason to get a graded comic yeah, book. Yeah, I know. So I, I didn't get it. Okay, yeah. But I was, it was like, if I don't buy anything else, I might just come back and buy this. Because you're just like bummed I went to comic book convention and did not bring anything home. Yeah. I get that too, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's 50 bucks. Yeah, I, I didn't buy it. You know what's funny is... Um, I brought cash because you never know what you're going to get at a comic book convention. Sure. So I brought a good amount of cash just in case I found something I really wanted. Yeah. And then uh, down the road, I was bartering with a guy for like a $10 comic book. I got it down to $8. So I saved two bucks, right? Yeah. So, okay, great. I'm saving $2. And then I pulled out my cash. It was like a hundred bucks. I felt bad that I'm bartering <laughs> for two bucks. <laughs> I, the guy's look was like, oh, come on. <laughs> It's the principle. It's the principle of the matter. It's, it's percentages. You save 20%. There you go. That's not right. <laughs> huh? Is that not right? 20%. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah of the total. Of the $10. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, I also bought, like, I'm a sucker for when something's already a complete set, even if I don't really want it. Yeah. So I bought, it's like um, one of those, like, history of Marvel Universe. Yeah. You got the latest one. Yeah. It came out, like, last year. I didn't even know this existed. It's just, like, an informational comic book. Yeah. I, I saw a phrase people use. It's, like, textbook comic books. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. Um, but the guy had all six issues already as a package. I was like, I'll buy it. You're buying it for the convenience, not because you actually want it. Yeah. That's I, so I want to say I have all of them. <laughs> in case anyone asks. <laughs> in case you need to uh, look something up on the history of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah. You've got the textbook. But all in all, it was a fun convention. Um, very close. It's local and one of those smaller ones. And uh, definitely, I don't know. A good way to spend an afternoon. Yeah, I took. I thought it was a good time. It, it, these smaller ones, they're less you uh, of a investment, you know, of yeah. your time and effort. It's just like yeah. you pass by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and was, the tickets are cheaper. It's still fun. Yeah, totally. had a good time. Um, but yeah, other than that, just been kind of doing the normal stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, watching a lot of TV. <laughs> Probably get into my side stories about that in a little bit. Okay, I have I have a couple of things for my side stories. It's been a whole month we've been yeah. gone, so yeah, you know. All right, uh, well, why don't you explain to them if they forgot how the show works? Did I forget? <laughs> <laughs> Here at the Reader Copy Podcast is split up into three bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news that came in this month. And in the middle, we'll talk about usually a comic book, this time a comic book movie, The Batman. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, been watching, reading, whatever entertainment we've taken in since last time we did a podcast. I don't even remember the last book we were talking about. I had to look it up. It was Animosity. Okay. All right. That felt forever ago. I don't don't remember the book. (laughs) Let's get into the news. While we were away, one of the biggest 
events in like American history, everyone t- watches this all at the same time because it is the culmination of like a whole season uh-huh. of competition. And uh, I finally, you know, geared up to prepare to watch it. And it's the commercials for the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> what everyone's tuned in for. And one of those commercials was for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Uh, and there was a, a lot of things dropped in this. We already got mm. a trailer before this. Yeah. But uh, there's one thing in spe- specifically to point out, right? Yeah. Um, I know for you guys, this has been out for a while, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Right. Right. So why not now? Because uh, you have to. You have to talk about the bald guy in the room. Professor X is in it. Is he? Is- <laughs> Patrick Stewart is in it. Is he? <laughs> First, Patrick Stewart denied that that was him in the trailer for like um, a day for like a <laughs> he's like um people have been imitating my voice since <laughs> i was a theater actor right yeah but i mean since then he's confirmed that it is him right he's just flip-flopping you think it's just kevin feige gave him the go-ahead to just say it was him or what it's undoubtedly him by just watching the trailer and using your ears yeah yeah i, I mean also he says it now so i think yeah. it is him yeah uh but what does that mean for us the the audience i don't know there's like, so much Obviously, it's multiverse stuff, right? So, from what we've seen in No Way Home, okay, um, past Marvel movies that are not in the MCU can cross over. That's that's totally true. Yeah. The thing is, the last time we saw Professor X, it was down the road in his universe, right? Logan. Yeah. So, he was also uh, dead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> not the first time, though. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> This so, he can never die. There's a lot of things. This could be in between, like Logan and the other X Men movies. This could be a totally different. I think it's a totally different Professor X. Professor X. Yeah, it's Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it's Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> uh, and it seems like he has like a some knowledge that Doctor Strange doesn't even know, right? So yeah. There's so. something to point that this, this is the Illuminati. Right. It's definitely Illuminati Professor X. Which I think is not Professor X from any of the movies we've seen already. Because though he's smart and intelligent, he's not that smart where he knows about multiverse stuff, right? Yeah, it's just like knowledge maybe he hasn't come across yet multiversal stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, if James McAvoy... Do you think James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart are undoubtedly the same Professor X? It's just a different time. In, in those movies, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, they could totally tweak that now. I mean, now, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Patrick Stewart coming into the MCU. Yeah. Do we want that? Because it, it then says it's maybe connecting to the X-Men in a in some of a way of the X-Men we've saw in the, in the movies already. Like yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman, you know, James Moore's Those, those movies. Right. I, I think um, much like WandaVision, this is uh, uh, just like a nod for the fans and being like, hey, remember this guy? He's in this. He's not the one you want, <laughs> but he's in this. Okay. For for this only. I think I, I like that where it's like, it's a nod to that. Mm. We're going to get a later Professor X when we do X-Men again. For this universe. For the MCU, yeah. mm-hmm. a fresh start. Mm-hmm. But for this Illuminati Professor X, we're going to use him because why not? It'll be fun. Yeah. Right. So my thing is, I guess there is an Illuminati right mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is not in it yet um, and the multiverse it, I don't know if it, like it destroys or it closes 
So that by the end of the movie, it, he, we're all safe. We're all good in our universe. We're all into a singular. Maybe not all in a singular, but like at least the doors are closed. Uh, you know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then um, Doctor Strange makes Illum- uh, his Illuminati team with MCU characters. Like he'll Some find the MCU Professor X. He'll find oh. uh, the MCU versions of uh, whatever, Mr. Fantastic. And there's to make some... the MCU Illuminati, not he... the multiverse Illuminati. It's hard to, <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I know these people are smart. They're probably smart in my universe. And right. We can use their wherewithal to make yeah. an Illuminati. Right. All right. So I, I think, because I think the Illuminati members we'll see in Multiverse of Madness are just for the movie. For Multiverse of Madness only. Yeah. And then they will be sent back to where they're from or um, spoiler, potential spoiler alert, maybe some were killed off or whatever. <laughs> potential spoiler alert. That's so <laughs> I have to do that about everything I say. Uh, I th- They could be maybe adversarial at some point. It looks like they're like locking up Doctor Strange, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, who else is like in the Illuminati that we had, we think is in there. We think uh, superior Iron Man. I've read a lot of, um, you know, guesses online and stuff. Right. It looks like Dreadlock, Baron Mordo is in it. Oh, he's one of them? Just because he's walking up amongst them, right? Yeah. Um, and then there are rumors that um, because of the poster, Captain Carter is a member. Okay. Yeah. And um, potentially a, a Killmonger. Because uh, you think it's going to be like some what if funkiness where they can eke him back into yeah. the live action? Uh, maybe, yeah. Okay. I, I I don't know. Like, oh, do you think like uh, Mr. Fantastic is in it? Like, that's a big rumor. I think I think he is in it just because I feel like he's a big part of the Illuminati, right? Yeah, he loves jumping around multiverses, yeah. the universes, whatever the word phrase is. Sure. So I think, and everyone's been talking about. John Krasinski being him again, mm-hmm. that's been, that thread has been pulled again, right? Yeah. And I think, I think he's going to be casted as uh, Mr. Fantastic and he's going to be, I think that might have been him sitting in the chair. We, we've been talking about that shot of the people in the shadows standing yeah. up there. I think one of those is Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, probably. And I think um, like Marvel and Disney convincing John Krasinski be like, it's only for this movie. I oh. think that's enough to convince him to do it. All right. Oh, Same with Patrick Stewart. You think he has this desire to direct a Fantastic Four movie? Oh, I, I know he would likes directing. He's right. very talented. So mm-hmm. I would imagine he could do it. I think that's kind of stressful being the main actor. If you are, if he is the main actor and director, like Ben Affleck couldn't do it. Yeah, that's true. You know. Um. So let's say you could only have it was your choice. Would you rather him start? Star in it or direct it? Oh, wow. Uh, star in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I think he's a good pick for... Oh. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic is supposed to be kind of a jerk, right? Kind yeah. of up at... Well, like, uh, like eventually he'll know become... Know it all. Like, yeah. Just like almost too smart for his own good, right? Like for just like a tiny little change and he's the... It's called the maker. The maker from the whole right. universe. Yeah. Almost there, yeah. right? So I don't know if John Krasinski... Once he grows a that. beard, he's like... <laughs> he becomes mean... That's not it. He's shaven is when he's mean. The, the beard holds him back. And oh, okay. like, is that it? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think the Illuminati is going to be... Uh, I think they're going to be here in a couple movies, not just this movie. I think... I, I think the idea of the Illuminati, but I think this version is, is only for this movie and Doctor mm-hmm. Strange will form a new Illuminati of his own. There has to be some big thing, threat down the road in this phase. Like it's a phase overall villain or threat sure. for him to need to do this, right? Yeah. Is it just Kang? Is that the only... Mm. Are there just a lot of different... Because up till now, it's been Thanos. Thanos is the big thing. Yeah. I 
is it now just a bunch of different small things coming at us that is going to bring if, us together? What if at the end of this movie, right? Uh-huh. Like he's defeated um, the monster of this movie, which is, you know, they don't call it Shumagorath, but it's Shumagorath. Gigantus something? Yeah, Gigantos or whatever they want to call it, right? Yeah. Let's say he wins. They defeat the thing. They save the day. And at the end, pops up Loki, and he's like, you're the only one that'll be able to help me. Uh, Kang is coming. Right. Yeah. You think that's... Ah... It makes sense because he maybe he's the only one that knows about the multiversal stuff yeah. in the MCU, wherever Loki found himself in mm-hmm. at and, the end of the TV show. Yeah, and, and Owen Wilson doesn't remember him, right? He, <laughs> he's somehow running around on his own, right? Because they're chasing him. I think he's like a uh, I don't know, like a, a man on the run now. He's on the lamb, right? Right, because they don't recognize him at all. Mm-hmm. So he has to call up Doctor Strange, the one guy that he found annoying. Remember, like he was like throwing him down the portals, like yeah. He some, some he's thing. the only one that he knows would kind of understand this. Yeah. Everyone comes to Doctor Strange for their troubles. Yeah. Right. He's too powerful. <laughs> Honestly, I also think Bordo was, <laughs> Mordo was right that Doctor Strange doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't. He sucks at his job. I found it very strange mm-hmm. that he, in one movie, his own movie, became like so good at being a sorcerer. Yeah. Like, I get it. He is very intelligent from a doctor standpoint, but he just read those books and it was like, okay, now I'm the best magician there is. <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing where he's like sleeping and reading. Yeah. It's like listening to a book on tape while you're asleep, right? <laughs> it's the same thing and they just into your mind okay i don't think that works at all you brought this up uh when we first was watching the trailer uh because i think it's wong or mordo someone saying like you're gonna be punished for what you did for like uh you know messing with the multiverse yeah mordo yeah but how does strange remember that because the spell at the end of no Way Home was to make him forget everything, right? Make, make him, everybody forget everything. Make everyone forget about Spider-Man. Yeah, so he wouldn't know Spider-Man in Multiverse of Madness. He wouldn't know that he helped him and even did this spell, right? Right. So what, 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 what do you think? What do you think is going on? They remind him or what? Did they just dance around this this entire time? Like they knew he did this but can't recall the event and slowly comes to reveal he knows and... Uh, you <laughs> like you did this spell to make everyone forget. You're like, forget who? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on second base? It's like, like exactly. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I, I don't there's no way of telling right like uh, yeah unless he messes it up again before the movie really gets going like he does something. another spell he does another thing um last thing we haven't really touched on that's huge in this movie is wanda yeah my my yeah. whole thing was i thought wanda was gonna go haywire she was the big threat big problem dr strange is there to play doctor and fix her it's more like he's going to her for help I, I, what I think is going to happen is he goes to her for help and then she learns about the multiverse uh-huh. and she's like, oh, you shouldn't ever have told me about this because now I'm going to use it to get my kids back. And she does become the overall threat to our universe or whatever. She's super powerful. Yes. We get that shot of her like um, with like a carry look with the blood on her face. Yeah. So maybe she does go like berserk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, this is unfair. You, you, 
w- way more messed up with reality than I exactly, ever did. Yeah. Like, come on. And you're a hero and I'm the, everyone thinks I'm a villain now. Yeah. She's like in, uh, out on her own, like in solidarity, right? Yeah. Uh, and she's talking about vision too. And Viz kind of like had theories about the multiverse also. Really? Yeah. And he, she said like, Viz always thought it was dangerous. Oh, he just had some type of un- ultimate understanding because he's like a different, he's an AI or whatever. Well, he has like the mind stone at the time. So he's okay. connected, thought about stuff. He <laughs> <laughs> pondered it. Okay. Okay. Uh, all in all, I'm super excited about this second trailer. The first trailer that popped up at the end of No Way Home. Yeah. I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if this is going to feel anything. But this trailer had more spectacle, had more things to bite on, right? Things are about to get out of hand. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's still there. <laughs> I, I bit hope. You know, um, he's not the super bad <laughs> villain of this. So there's that, um, whatever, evil strange. But then there's also like the zombie one, right? At the end with like... Multiple arms. And like black shadowy goo all around him. Like what is he? Is he the Marvel zombies what if one? Is he even the main one that just turned kind of evil towards the end of the movie or... Uh, who knows? There's so many. There's Defender Strange with like the long ponytail. Cool look. Cool yeah. look. I like I that think, one. Let's keep that guy. Yeah. I think the one shot we got of him was him dying. I, I know. <laughs> Doesn't work out for that guy. I don't think so. Um, now for him for, or his ponytail. So are you more excited for this movie now after this trailer? Totally. Definitely. I, I think it's, I'm really way more excited about this. And I, I hold Doctor Strange up to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Cumberbatch only lived up to that in like one movie so far. Infinity War for me. Personally. My opinion. He's not your strange yet. He's not my Doctor Strange. No. <laughs> Mine lives in a different universe. Okay. <laughs> um, jumping over to another universe. Uh-huh. The, is it called Spumps still? It's not. I don't think so. I think it's just called Sony Spider-Man Universe, right? Okay. So the SSU? I have no idea. Um, They're doing a Craven movie. Yeah, with your boy. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I'm, I'm excited for this. You are. I like Craven. I really like Craven's Last Hunt, that comic book we did. Amazing comic. Yeah. And I, I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think he's the most underrated actor there is. Really? Underrated. I'm not saying he's the best actor there is. Yeah. I'm saying he's the most underrated actor. Really? Yeah. Okay. Everyone else is... Is overrated. <laughs> you just love Kick Ass, the movie. That's <laughs> no. like it, you're like it's Kick Ass. Um, but I am excited for the movie, and I wondered like, how are they going to do this without Spider Man? Yeah, are they trying to do it without Spider-Man? I think they are. And so to add an antagonist, if you will, uh, I think they picked the best possible option they, they could they would have, which is the chameleon. The chameleon is going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy's name is Dmitry Smervyakov. Yeah, and it's Craven's like half-brother. Yeah. Uh, again, another famous Spider-Man villain. Yep. Uh, yeah. Shapeshifter, right? Like that's his one power. I don't power. know if he's a shapeshifter, but he's like a disguiser. Oh, we've done this movie master of disguise that's already a movie oh yeah <laughs> this is dana carvey, dana carvey. playing <laughs> so I, that's a great way to counter like the greatest hunter you're the greatest hider <laughs> <laughs> this movie's just hide and go seek no hide and go seek the movie <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think it's gonna be pretty cool. It's gonna be played by um, Fred Hetcher, Hetchinger. Yeah, Fred Hetchinger. He's from the show I talked about in the past, White Lotus. And uh, in that movie or that show, he kind of played like an aloof teenager that just wanted to be on his phone. Okay, I could see that. So I don't see him as chameleon yet, but um, I think he did a pretty good job in White Lotus. So I, I want to see. 
how he would act in a more elaborate role. I'm questioning if this is like the main villain. He's like a younger actor, Fred mm-hmm. Hedginger. What yeah. I know him from is for Fear Street, the okay. Netflix horror thing. Yeah. And there he's like a teenage, like F up, like, you know, mess up druggy guy. Okay. So I don't know if that's enough for a stature of like a villain for the movie. I think he may be just like a side character, like someone that's just as messed up as Craven, but yeah. is in the story, you know? Oh, well, we also know that Russell Crowe's in it. Russell Crowe? Yeah, and I think he's playing their father. Oh, wow. So I think it might be like a mind game of like, him pitting his sons against each other. Oh, okay. And ultimately, he's actually the villain. Uh, okay. That's pretty pretty intense. Because I think he brings up his father a lot in Craven's Last Hunt, the comic mm-hmm. book. Yeah. So that that makes sense, right? Even though he wasn't in the main story. Yeah. Have him be like, it's a family drama is what it is. Exactly. Okay. All right. <laughs> The deadliest game, though, it's like hunting people. That's his thing. That's his hobby. Craven's yeah. the hunter. I th- does it work without Spider Man? I think. I think it works with Chameleon. He's he's hunting him down. You think yeah, it's- and it's it's almost like um, uh, you remember the Van Damme B rated movie? It's like Hard Target or something like that. Or- I definitely don't. Uh, you don't know that? No, no I don't think- early nineties, late eighties. <laughs> That was the one Van Damme movie I missed. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, that's about like hunting humans. Yeah. Like rich people hunting humans. I think it's like an old story, right? Like world's da- most dangerous game, whatever. Something like that, The yeah. old story, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Kramer's based on. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson is an underrated actor. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. He's not my favorite as much as you, but uh, there needs to be something, some foe that's really like interesting. Because Spider-Man as like the, your prey is pretty crazy. Like taking on this guy that can do acrobatics and things. Yeah. Uh, like would it be like Venom would make sense as, as part of your... But I mean like Chameleon could portray something like that. Yeah. All right. Huh. So I, I know I think of Chameleon as like this leader of a gang kind of character. Like, a, is that what he's like? I don't. I my real only in like take on Chameleon is from the animated series. Oh yeah, Spider Man, and he was kind of just like robbing banks and stuff, but in disguise. Yeah, that's his thing, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. But imagine you don't know who you're hunting. <laughs> And then you don't learn that it's your brother till like later. Oh, okay. I wonder if he's an estranged brother that he doesn't know about. Maybe. It is only his half-brother. Okay. Maybe, you know, the father has some type of resentment towards him, doesn't want him, the uh, chameleon, after his inheritance also. So he's pitting his son he likes against him. Maybe. Or, yeah, maybe he's like the illegitimate son. Oh, he's a a half-brother. He's not his just main brother. So he's like, you know, Craven has everything I deserve some of that so he's I don't know outsmarting Craven maybe oh okay to get his share the hardest thing is making these villains into heroes when you're yeah. making these movies yeah how do you make uh, Craven your protagonist he kind of was in Craven's Last Hunt except he was killing Spider-Man he's not doing good stuff <laughs> no yeah but, but it's for four issues you know it's not a whole movie that we're sure. doing this yeah uh, inside the head of this killer, mad killer type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. In Craven's Last Hunt, he goes full out like, I'm going to become what I'm hunting. Yeah. So he was like underneath like a sea of spiders. Yeah. Like, do you want him to be like that method in the movie? <laughs> like almost like crazy? First off, I don't want to see anyone take a shower in spiders because <laughs> I hate spiders. There's that. But if we're going all in, like let's go all in. He's supposed to be this eccentric kind of mm-hmm. uh, rich guy. that, And this is like his one thing is his hobby is doing this really <laughs> messed up thing, right? He is like, it's like that's the only thing he can 
can draw from that he feels empowered or feels like a real person is. Yeah. Which, again, is why I think Chameleon is the perfect foe for him. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't know what he is. He doesn't know how to study him because he doesn't know who he is. Okay. All right. He has to have a struggle at one point, right? Because Craven, that's how how you like your protagonist. But how, how... He's supposed to be this guy that knows his prey front to back. That's how he was played right, in the yeah. comic book. So how is he going to exactly know this guy? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, also, his name, his real name is Sergei Kravenov. I thought yeah. that was just funny. This Craven, yeah. Craven, it's Kravenov. Kravenov. <laughs> um, this movie doesn't come out till January of next year. So they could oh. potentially add more characters in it. Yeah. Would, you, would you want to see Spider-Man in it? I... I think they just have to be creative about their story and just don't have Spider-Man because uh, maybe they'll take away the attention from Kraven, even yeah. though these are Spider-Man villains. Yeah. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to just play with all the their, their toys, right? Mm-hmm. Make as much money as they can. So maybe keep them out of there for now until it, we get into real Sinister Six or whatever stuff where he they tussle. If we do have to have a Spider-Man in it, which one would you want? Okay. Um. So you could pick which Peter Parker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I. I what if they're like Spider Man's just in the background? We know about him, but mm-hmm. he's just idolizes him for now in this movie. Sure. Yeah. I, I think I want uh Tobey Maguire, like a successful one that's okay. out in the streets. Um, being a weirdo is not that weird, like dressing up and mm-hmm. escapating. The world is used to it. Yeah. And then Craven's just like. I'm the next one. Oh, yeah. And then he tries to... uh, He views... Spider-Man not as a hero but also as a hunter like taking out his prey these yeah. villains so he wants to be the top hunter yeah top dog dog the bounty hunter <laughs> however he ends this <laughs> the movie he's like my next one is Spider-Man oh I like that yeah that'd be cool yeah there's also a way for Tommy Maguire to still be Spider-Man but not have to be Spider-Man there you go yeah. he just shows up on screen mm-hmm. in the background and we never see his face uh, Tobey Maguire's so it could be whoever else right, is in yeah. that costume it's just his costume on TV yeah, yeah. I, I like that idea yeah yeah we, Sony could play with those other universes mm-hmm. now they have a multiverse yeah interesting alright yeah well we'll find out in January yeah yeah that's closer really? than I thought really yeah that's like 10 months I mean we don't have a trailer yet I don't I don't know how I never know how these trailer releases go but it's closer than I thought okay um, we'll find out soon enough uh, another universe. There's, there's like unlimited Marvel universes now. So you say? I thought it was always the same universe no, this it's whole not. time. It's different because you had to buy a different service for it. <laughs> it was licensed. Um, the Netflix character Marvel characters. I'm talking, of course, Daredevil, but Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Punisher. That's right. We all know that they were canceled by, I guess they're technically canceled by Disney because they revoked the licensing, like they didn't re-up with Netflix. So come this past March 1st, they were removed from Netflix. Yeah, I told myself I was going to, I got to watch these. Yeah. I never did. Oh. Well, you, you still can. Oh. On March 16th, because they're moving over to Disney Plus. Thank God. I, I can uh, catch up on Puncher like and I never did. <laughs> um. So what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question. What does that mean? <laughs> of, of all these, 
shows what have you seen like of which character and what seasons oh i've seen all the daredevils i've mm. seen a season and a half of punisher i might as well just finish it now but like uh-huh. I, I i i got kind of bored of season two okay stop jessica jones i've seen two seasons i think that's all of them yeah uh luke cage half a season iron fist all of it, two seasons. Oh, okay. Uh, Defenders, I saw the whole season. Oh, you've seen more than I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've seen. I've seen all of Daredevil, all of Punisher, all of Defenders, all of Iron Fist, and then season one of Jessica Jones, and like two or three episodes of Luke Cage. Yeah, I was, pro- I was probably being generous about half a season of <laughs> Luke Cage. I've probably seen two episodes. Um, I, I like... Because obviously from No Way Home, Charlie Cox is there, right? Yeah. So now that they're all under Disney+, Plus, are they all under MCU? I think they are. I think they've... What they're going to say is they've been there the whole time and just... Low level? Low level, never had to cross paths with the Avengers. Okay. Um, and it's just now that Spider-Man um, has, to, has a lawyer now and it's Daredevil. It's so crazy that they're in the MCU and it was through Sony. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> That was the connection. Wow. Um, so let's world. say they're in the MCU and they've been here. Where do we see them next? Where do we see Jessica Jones next? Where do we see Iron Fist next? You see it on Disney Plus and then that's it. <laughs> that's it. Maybe, maybe okay. they stop these other shows. They just care about getting Daredevil specifically in the MCU for oh, some okay. reason. That, they very well could be that. I, yeah. don't, I don't think so. I think... Uh, you don't think when, when there's a big threat... And Daredevil's there, and they're asking him, do you know anyone else that could help? And he's just like, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think, uh, I think, Punisher and Daredevil are probably going to be used just because they were yeah. fan favorites. Yeah. I think there's a possibility they won't use Jessica Jones. And uh, I think they're not using Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh- I'll say this. Whatever you want to say about the actor, was it Finn Jones that played Iron, uh, Fist. Iron Fist? Yeah. Whatever you want to say about his acting or the quality of that show, I, I still kind of liked it. And Iron Fist, the character and all his lore is huge in Marvel comics. Okay, sure. So to deny Iron Fist and Kunlun and the thunder and all that in the movies yeah is a letdown it kind of is true um they're connected to the the dragon that was in yeah. defenders so that's the mystical side there mm-hmm. we're getting into more mystical stuff now too so that makes sense yeah. if they'd include that don't you want to see shang chi and iron fist cross paths yeah I, I was already like voting for him to show up in shang chi remember that yeah that'd be cool i i want to see it but i'm like going off of the fans like uh reaction to the tv shows okay that's what i'm going off of yeah they very well could be them being marvel mcu saying uh you know hold my streaming subscription i'll i'll <laughs> do this right yeah you know the thing is about the fans um they don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) they hold all the power the thing about fans is like they hate something until it's gone and then when you bring it back they love it i've been waiting here this whole time to watch it (laughs) it's like oh man amazing spider-man 2 is the worst spider-man oh he's back i love it (laughs) yes it was the best spider-man snyder doesn't know what he's doing (laughs) give us a four-hour cut (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, once Iron Fist, when Iron Fist was on the air or was premiering, they're like, oh, this is lame. He's not a good fighter or whatever. 
But man, if I could see him with another MCU character, I would love it. <laughs> That's how you think the fans are yeah. responding. Yeah. And are they saying the same thing for Luke Cage? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, to me, their powers are almost the same, right? Oh, okay. And um, in the comics, they kind of like, you know, they hook up and they retire. Yeah. Do that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> The chemistry, it's way better in the comic books than it is in the, the yeah. show. In the, the comics, the they have a kid. Yeah. I mean, I don't see the spark there between no. the two of them. Yeah. Honestly, I don't see the spark between uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, right? There's, <laughs> there's no spark there's there? There's no spark there. They're the heroes for a hire. They're like yeah. best friends. Yeah. You know, I want to see like a friendship there that could work on screen. Um, I, I really thought this was not going to be part of MCU. And it's just, you know, its own thing. Yeah. But they they brought Charlie Cox back in Spider-Man, so there's no denying it. And it wasn't just like, it's Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock. He's definitely Daredevil in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with his... With that move. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I want to see Daredevil in the MCU. And if that means I have to see all the other characters in the MCU, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> I'll suffer through it. I'll yeah, be fine with that. I'll take it. It'll swallow the heart. Right. But um, what I also read, and I'm surprised that was how much money Disney was losing by like ending the licensing with Netflix. Yeah. It's not crazy amount of money. It's crazy amount of money, but I think they'll make it back. I mean, they'll make it back somehow. Yeah. But $200 million, they're saying- To not get anymore. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're saying, we'll skip that $200 million to have our characters back. It's no longer in Netflix. We'll stream that on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. That means Netflix was paying them $200 million. Is that a year or whatever? Uh, I don't know. I don't don't think it's a year. I think it's some type of multiple years. Okay. Yeah, it's probably multiple years to to just give that up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do they need those characters? Is it worth $200 million to you? (laughs) The character, I I will say they did it probably for Daredevil and Punisher. Just that? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, they'll make the money back. But you don't cancel that licensing agreement to not use them. You know what I mean? So they're going to use these characters. You know what's the thing, though, is were they just licensing them streaming the shows or did they not have use of the characters too, like Marvel MCU? Could they have just let the Netflix be and make another Daredevil? No. That's not the deal? No. Okay. They licensed the characters and the streaming of the show. Because I remember when they canceled Netflix, the deal was... Disney can't do any Daredevil thing for another two years. Right. And now that two years has passed, so they put him in Spider-Man. Right. So it wasn't just that show. It was, you can't use this character at all for at least two years. Okay. Wow. Okay. Which that time is over. It's elapsed already. Yeah. And they obviously have him in there. Yeah. So I, I do think we'll see these characters again. I wouldn't be surprised if they pop up in like a She-Hulk or a Moon Knight already. Yeah. I was thinking maybe they just didn't want Netflix to make any more money off that. But But they're making 200 off that. Yeah. Right? So it's like, well, I don't know. If you don't make the 200 million, you have to make it by just making content of these characters. Make it back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. But worth it if we can get some good good stuff yeah. out of there. Um, they also got Agents of the Shield. I don't care about that show. I think that's what the two hundred billion was about. Oh, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. That's not even Netflix thing. That's ABC. Yeah, but I think it was on Netflix, right? Yeah, streaming on Netflix. Streaming rights, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, they own ABC too, right? Doesn't Disney own ABC? Yeah, I think so. So they already had that. I guess, yeah. That is definitely MC, right? Because Phil Coulson was in the Avengers. From the start, yeah. 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 But so so inhumans are real. They're in the MCU. Yeah, I guess they've already been there, right? Ugh, this is 
I don't know. I don't like it. I mean, they wanted the MC, the Inhumans show to be a part of the MCU. It's just they never, they were yeah. having that from, uh, you know, a well, foot they, away. They don't want them in there. They're pushing Inhumans because they didn't have X-Men. And now that they got X-Men, they're like, we don't need Inhumans anymore. <laughs> you don't matter. Yeah. Okay. Go back to the moon. <laughs> All right. Um, that's pretty much it for the news for the month. Yeah. Anything important that anyway, like there's little things like um, Dakota Johnson's in Madame Web. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't care about you, Dakota Johnson. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's other stuff, but this is the major stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, we will be back every week from now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So don't you won't want to miss it. Please hit subscribe. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Maybe send us a welcome back message or something like that. Let's chat about comic books and everything else we love. What a way to come back to than to talk for a long time about the Batman. The highly anticipated next Batman franchise started this weekend. That's right. Yeah. We uh, got our eyes on it and yeah, watched finally. the movie. Yeah. It was delayed. It should have been out in October last year. Really? Yeah. And I heard, obviously it was delayed because of like coronavirus, but also I heard like they delayed it because they didn't want it to be part of that HBO deal. Where it was oh. Gonna, they wanted it in the theater. But yeah. I would do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we finally saw it. We've seen trailers. What was your like anticipation level? Like from the trailers you saw before watching the movie, did you think like this is what you wanted for a next Batman movie? Um, my anticipation was uh, sky high. Like I, mm-hmm. I thought this could be the best Batman movie. Uh-huh. Um, you know, could it beat out Dark Knight? Yeah. That, that was, was one of our major questions. That was a big question. Yeah. Um, how, how about you? What did you think? Do you think Robert Pattinson was, this was going to be it? This was, yeah, I was number one? I knew Robert Pattinson's a great actor. Actor mm-hmm. from seeing his other movies like uh, uh, Twilight, saw, tw- yeah, obviously, yeah, uh, Good Time. He was fantastic in Good Time, amazing movie, yeah. So I knew he had the acting chops, but did he have the Batmanness? Right? Yeah. So that's what I was questioning, and um, but yeah, as far as uh, the movie, like I wanted something that was more detective, and um, you know, we'll get through the whole movie, but yeah, it is more detectivey. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like it was its own Batman movie. Yes, it didn't feel like a rehash of other Batman's things we've seen. It didn't feel like a continuation of Nolan's trilogy, right? Or. or uh, a Tim Burton-esque style Batman. It felt like this is Matt Reeves' definitive, like it's his Batman. The feel of the movie, the character portrayal, the world that yeah. they're in is it's its own. Yes. And uh, it's a new taste of everything. Right? Yeah. I'm, right. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, we'll go non-spoilers for a while, mm-hmm. just so if you haven't seen it, you can get an idea of it. But expect spoilers later. Yeah. We, that's like for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get to it, I also want to break down um, a couple of things. Directed by Matt Reeves, of course, but he also co-wrote it with Peter Craig, and it stars Robert Panson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, John Turturio, Peter Skarsgård, Andy Serkis, and Colin Farrell with music by Michael Giacchino. Colin Farrell was in this movie? Yeah, he was in there. Um, okay, non-spoiler. What do you think about the acting? Acting was Speaking excellent. about Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the decisions 
Um, the acting was spot on as far as uh, how I expect the characters kind of act. Yeah. But maybe the decisions of how exaggerated they were or where they went up in, in, in like the storyline, mm, yeah. I, I think was not what I expected. Okay. Yeah. I, I think um, Patterson did a great job in the Batman he's playing. Yeah. And the Bruce Wayne he's playing. Yes. Not, the, not to spoil, we'll spoil it later. Okay. Yeah. Well, how about you with Patterson? Patterson, yeah. I mean, this is a different take, right? Yeah. This is um, kind of a different time in Batman that we haven't seen. That's true. Um, It's a year or two Batman, a younger Batman, right? Yeah. Not an origin story at all. It's not an origin story, but it is like not, you know, a fully developed Batman yet. And I, I think that was a smart move because he's messing up left and right, but also um, skilled in his own yeah. specific things. Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, it is a detective story. So we're learning things as the audience, just like uh, Bruce Wayne is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely got that noir feel. Yeah. It, it gives you that from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, like it's like a case, like a detective on a case. He's mm-hmm. experienced, like we said in the trailer. Yeah. He's surrounded at a crime scene with yeah. the other detectives. Like mm-hmm. he's in that mode of looking at every single aspect of the scene. Right. Um, we've seen all these characters in other Batman movies already. Have we? Uh, yeah. I think all of them, right? Yeah. But I think, like, we haven't seen him in this way. This is a different Batman. This is a different Catwoman. This is a different Penguin, right? Yeah. It's definitely a different Riddler. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to say. It's, just, it's definitely more realistic than those. Do you think overall this movie is more realistic than the, the Dark Knight trilogy? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, because the tone of this movie is like a David Fincher, like, mm-hmm. after a serial killer, dark. Like, yeah, that stuff is... Is real, but like realistic. Um, it's going. It's heavy-handed in that noir feel where it's less yeah, realistic. Yeah, and, and that's what we're here for. It's weird because, like, in a way, yes, it's less realistic because, like you said, it's more noir. Yeah. But the elements in the movie and the things that happen are more realistic than like, you know, like... I the events know, that occur. Than, yeah, than, than like a Batman Begins or, or or Dark Knight or something. Like a, a Joker running rampant, yeah. a flipping a semi. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's like, it's both. It's a realer world but more stylized. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. The camera it has a better sheen or whatever. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um... The the story it, it's three hours long. It's the longest yeah. Batman movie. Yes, it, it might be the longest comic book movie if you don't count Justice League Snyder cut. I think I think Avengers is longer. The uh, either uh, Endgame? Endgame or Infinity War, whichever one. Okay, um, but I I, I, w- I don't want to say it didn't feel long because it definitely felt long. But I was not. I, I feel like everything is needed in it. You're, I don't think it was all needed. I, oh really? Yeah, I don't think it okay. was all needed. I think they could have um, maybe had um, one less character, so it'd be like one less story beat. I don't want to give away that too much, but then like it, I, I feel like it was an really? all needed, but I didn't feel antsy where I needed to get up and stop. Oh, really? Because yeah. I was going to say, usually more villains leads to a worse story, but I, this was, I thought, weaved perfectly. As far as the villains, yeah. I, I, thought, think, like, I think those was, was were needed. Yeah. And they the less important villains were did not take up too much mm-hmm. of the real estate of the time or whatever. 
whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But overall, it, just as a movie, even if it, you're not a huge Batman fan, just as a movie, could you recommend it to like the average person? Average person, yeah. Even if you oh, don't really? like like uh, serial killer things, mm-hmm. I think it's just a great movie that you should just experience. Just, really? Yeah, I think so. That I don't know about. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't care. <laughs> I want you to watch. Really? The movie. Yeah. I feel like obviously if you're a Batman fan, you're gonna love it. Yeah. But I feel like maybe if you're not a Batman fan, I don't know if you'll love it. Oh wow! I think uh, there's a lot of the elements in the action. I think. Um, it's serviceable. I think. I think okay. it, it, each of these hero uh, superhero things have their own style. I thought the Batman one was good. Yeah. This Batman was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the spectacle of it. I think the acting was was great. I think yeah. Zoe Kravitz was the yeah. better than I thought she was gonna be. Yeah, you had your doubts about her. I think I did. Yeah, I thought like I haven't seen too much great stuff from her yet. This was the one where it's like, yeah, she made a leap in skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, the inspiration. Matt Reeves, the writer and director said the inspiration for Bruce Wayne and the Riddler Bruce Wayne he thought of was more like Cobain Kurt Cobain yeah you could I mean the music in the background you can already tell yeah yeah and then the Riddler was the Zodiac Killer (laughs) yeah it's pretty one-to-one I think yeah with the look and feel if that's what they're going for yeah they acted just like those those people yeah Yeah, if they were in a comic book, exactly the same for that, I think. All right. So before we get into too deep spoilers, you would, you again, would recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Maybe there would be the person that's not a Batman fan would get antsy sitting in the, in the theater chair. Mm, Yeah. But I would recommend it to anybody as far as a great movie to watch, I think. Okay. I would say you have to like either, obviously you have to either like comic book movies or detective movies. Oh, really? I I could see some people like if you're if you all you watch is like rom coms, this is not your movie. Yeah, I I guess I'm not <laughs> recommending to everybody that's that picky. <laughs> but for the average person, I'd say go watch it. Yeah. You don't have to be a Batman fan. Okay, well I think uh, most people watched it. Uh, as of the time of this recording, it's already made just under $250 million. Jeez. Wow, $250 million. And the budget was somewhere between 185 to $200 million, So mm, They made their money back. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Who would have thought Batman would do so good? I didn't know Batman was this popular. Yeah. <laughs> that they have multiple Batman movies happening. In- <laughs> you heard of this Batman guy? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's want to get into the really nitty gritty. Okay, let's do it. Let's jump in. All right. The movie starts... And you can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into my personal experience of watching this movie. This is my favorite part. <laughs> you sit in your chair and the the credits roll past, it's starting, the movie's starting. And then there's a guy blocking your view of the screen. Because <laughs> some guy's sitting in his seat. Some guy's sitting in this. There's some guy sitting in the seat to the left of me. And it turns out that was not his seat. He should have been sitting another to the left of him. And the yeah. guy was sitting in his seat. So there's a guy barking at him saying, no, I'm in D12, dude. Get out of the chair. And I, I'm watching both the screen and this happening because I know you can't take it. I'm heating up. <laughs> I'm getting so angry, right? Oh, I'm like getting angry. Like, I don't know who I'm going to punch. Is it the guy that's blocking <laughs> the screen or is it the guy that's sitting in his chair? Because he's ruining it right now. It's literally like, okay, let's start the movie and he's in your way. <laughs> what is that? Come on. I got kind of like, okay, my, my brother, Chris, better be memorizing this so he can no. tell me it later. I was watching the events of what's happening in front of me because this is funny. <laughs> 
gosh. It was like perfect timing. All right. Luckily, I, I do know what happened. Okay. Um, throughout the movie, let me know if you like this because it's reminiscent of like a Rorschach. Okay. But we hear Bruce Wayne's internal monologue a lot in the movie. Yeah. It's like, it's Halloween night. It's a lot of people out even though it's raining. It's a journal, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's an, uh, he's a recluse, so he's like talking to himself. Yeah. Talking about his experience of mm-hmm. Batmaning. So he says he's been Batman for two years. Um, you know, at this point in Gotham, crime, like they just did this huge drug bust where they stopped the number one drug cartel or whatever, which is... Um, Maroni. Maroni. Yeah. Salvatore Maroni. They've busted him and they ended his drug trade, whatever. The streets should be clean, like, yeah. You know, polished now. But it, in a way, it's worse. It's kind of getting worse, right? Crime is up. He doesn't know what's going on. Why? Yeah. And um, the opening scene is. We're at the house of the mayor, and this is the Mitchell. mayor. Yeah. yeah, and it's literally like the week before the election, and he is running against this newer, younger um, candidate, uh, Bella Real, I think. Yeah, Real, Real, yeah. And he's like on the phone. His his family, like his kid, has just left to go trick or treating. It's that's, Halloween. That's all you missed, okay? The kid left to go trick or treat. I have to go watch the three hours again <laughs> and make sure I got it. And we see him, and he's on the phone, and he's looking at the TV about the news, whatever. And what was revealed is the Riddler is in his house. It's it, it's dark in his place, and the Riddler is in the background with his mask on. Great reveal. Just eyeing Mitchell, the mayor. Instantly, you get uh, the tone of the Riddler. Yeah. It's not Jim Carrey. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to bust out laughing. Mm-hmm. He's creepily eyeing his prey, ready to kill them, holding yep. this like metal tool in his hand. Mm-hmm. And um, just when he has the opportunity, he pounces on him, screaming like a madman yeah. to kill this guy. And when he's hitting him, it's almost like he's like, almost like crying, but like- Oh, really? Screaming out, crying. Yeah. Like, nah, right? It's a war cry. Yeah. Yeah. But it's almost like you made me do this kind of cry. I I, I picked it up. I, you can't see him, right? Yeah. He's got a mask. I'm th- picking up like, he's giddy. Like this is oh, the okay. best time okay this is what i've been waiting for and then we cut to uh we see the bat signals in the sky and the the internal monologue with bruce continues and it's cool because like we see all these criminals that one's like robbing a liquor store uh one's you know spray painting spray painting right and just because they see the bat signal and they know the batman's out and there's this line that he says i thought is really cool is like the people think like I hide in the shadows, but I am the shadows. Mm. Meaning like if you don't know if he's there, he's there. So just be, to stop what you're doing. <laughs> he's saying fear. Fear is the tool right. he uses. He embeds in these people's imaginations mm-hmm. to hopefully not do crime. In a way, he is everywhere because it's just dark everywhere. The symbol is, it's a symbol of fear yeah. for the criminals. But where he is really is on this train where a bunch of like gang members are like jumping this one guy. Yeah, uh, just an innocent victim. Um, and he beats up this gang like easily, like these like Joker face looking guys. Yeah. And like one by one takes them out. Some uh, give him a tussle a bit and hit him in the back, but you get an idea that he's confident and he likes that you get the slow walk of him out of the shadows. What do you think of that? The footsteps. I thought it was the pounding of his footsteps. Pretty good. Like symbolism of a Batman. Yeah. Right. They has to do something to build up the Batman lore, right? Like, like a right. character, you yeah. know, like feel of him entering. I thought, 
it was interesting. So this is what I think. If this was Michael Keane Batman, he would like fly in or something. Swing in. If this was um, Christian Bale Batman, like, I don't know, like his, his tumbler would just like barge in there. But he he's just walking up the stairs. This is a second year Batman. And it's so he's just angry, right? Yeah, it's it's like he, he's also walking. He's not running towards them. Yeah, he's not too scared he's not of like them. Grapple swinging into there, right? If it's Ben Affleck, he's like in the corner, like the top corner, yeah, ready to like he's been waiting there. Yeah, this is like he's going for a stroll. Like mm. he wants to also build a menace towards them, so they could tell everyone, all the other criminals, that yeah. you should not be, you should be worried about this guy. Yeah, and it's the scene from the trailer where he just pounds this guy to the ground, and he's like, "I'm vengeance," right? Exactly. That's a prominent line. I thought that's like just a cool line, but that idea is throughout the whole movie that he is full of anger and he thinks fear is the best way to fix the city. Yes. The the, the vengeance character mm-hmm. plays a role too in yeah. his development. Yeah. Um, eventually he sees the bat signal and that's a call for him to go because he learns that Mitchell, the mayor has been killed. Right. And it's like this police investigation and Gordon escorts him into the crime scene. And it's a cool shot because all the cops are like staring at him like this dude in a costume. We're going to let him into this crime scene. So the police department does not like this guy. Gordon is his, his man though. And yeah. escorts him in and you just get a feeling of resentment towards Batman yeah. in the whole room. Like what? They, you think you're better than me? <laughs> he's, a, he's a vigilante, right? Yeah. Totally goes against the idea of the police. Yeah. I guess. And there's this one guy, I think it was like Martinez or something. He's the one that's like, hey, you can't go in there, right? Yeah. But then... Goes like, he's with me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he's... He's picking up clues just by watching things, right? Staring at every little bit. Things that the police are missing. Extra long, staring at these little hints, yeah. clues. And then they, the reason they called him there is there's like a clue addressed to the Batman. Yeah, to the Batman. So in the clue, in the letter, it's like a little card like you'd give at a birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's it has the... um like. Which call it like a legend or a key like for a, a cipher, a cipher yeah. for him to solve uh, about what does a a liar do when he dies? Yeah, he lies still. Yeah, yeah. And I thought this Very was really Riddler. cool. Yeah, um, he goes home right, and his base is just like uh, it, it's weird because it looks like an old subway station or something like that. Is it? I think so, but it leads right under Wayne Manor, right? Okay, I don't know. It looks like the Ninja Turtles hideout from Ninja Turtles too. <laughs> you just wanted to say that. <laughs> You just want to bring Ninja Turtles. Um, this part, I don't believe, and I wish wasn't in the movie. His contact lenses that will record everything he sees. I, okay. When I was watching the scene we were just talking about, yeah. I was thinking in my head, what if Batman had some type of... <laughs> I know this is not believable, but in my head, I thought, what if he had something to like record every single thing he's looking at? I know you don't believe me, but... <laughs> it's impossible. It's totally possible. <laughs> it's, 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 it's totally... It's real. But it's kind of cool. I, he had needs to have some type of technology that's different from the Christian Bale Batman, right? Like to make him stand but out. And it's so out of reality because like this Batman is so grounded. He rides a regular motorcycle. His Batmobile is a hot rod. You know, he doesn't have the best gadgets yet, except this one thing that is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> like the, it's beyond belief. It, <laughs> it's the, like what Google Glass wants to be, right? <laughs> yes. So I think it's cool. It's like the one thing he has on top of Christian Bale because he's not like this Batman, for some reason, doesn't have a Lucius Fox to give him all the military yeah. stuff, right? <laughs> This is like he's like. Does he though? Because where the hell did he get this? I true true. He might. But <laughs> he went to lens crafters. 
I'm just saying, like, he, he he's a Batman. He's got to have some type of gadget that's okay. awesome. That's beyond reality. Military. That's totally what... <laughs> It's totally what we got with, I get with why them. it's in the story. It's used again later. True. But I think it could you could do something else. <laughs> I love I love it. I thought it was right. great. What I did like is this Batman is meticulous. He writes down everything. Uh he says, I'm I force myself to remember. Like he watches everything he already saw again. Because he says he forgets too. Yeah. So it's just too much. Second thing is like he's he's almost as messed up as the villains we're gonna, gonna come to learn, right? Like right. he's also obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. This is also when we're introduced to Andy Zirkus's Alfred. Not a great relationship. It's like this is he keeps at him arm's insane. length. Yeah. He says, You're not my father. Yeah. You get out of my face. Alfred doesn't seem like he wants to help him. He doesn't want to help him kill himself, is what Batman's kind of doing. As b- continuing to be Batman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and this Alfred is, as we learn later, I think maybe he also trained him to fight. You think, oh, you th- they didn't reveal that, but you think. I think he said that something later, like. Instead of being a father, I taught you how to fight, and I should have been just been your father, kind of thing. Like oh, that. okay. But yeah, but there is like a uneasiness between them. Yeah, he made that painfully clear. I'm not your father, right? Yeah. So uh, awful feeling. Mm-hmm. Talking about the the cipher that he caught up from the 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 card, right? Yeah. And they now Alfred shows his intelligence, and he's trying to figure out the puzzle. Like, if I know some of these letters, I could maybe figure out the rest of the letters. Right. And uh, did they peek through the whole cipher and use just the letters that were in the cipher? And it spells yeah. out the word drive. Yes. Peeking to the cars. That, so, uh, let's go to Mitchell's cars. Yeah. He stacked up garage there. Yeah, like everything, right? Looking in a specific car, they, something gross they find in there is the thumb of Mitchell yeah. attached to a thumb drive. Yes. Get it? Yeah. Funny. <laughs> the rhythm's pretty funny. <laughs> so they hook it up to, um, never do this. Never put a strange thumb drive in your computer. I, I was dumb and almost did that before. And then my friend had to tell me like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's going to happen. What happens to Gordon here? All the evidence of Mitchell's like bad doings is sent out to the internet and it's like photos of him with like a a mystery woman with a black eye and he's leaving like the seedy iceberg lounge. Yes. The uh the little spot owned by Penguin or Penguin is in the one of the shots. Cobble too. Pot, yeah. Yeah. Um so Batman has a another clue, another thing to chase down and goes down to the iceberg lounge to talk to him, right? They go there. This is a cool scene and it I like because it it's one of those things where like it, it repeats later where he knocks on the door. He's like, do you know who I am? Like Batman would not knock on the door, right? This one would. He just, the way he acts as Batman where he just like walks to these fight scenes. Yeah. He's obnoxious a bit. It's like he's not Batman yet. He's just like a bully. Uh-huh. Well, maybe. Well, he's kind of like, you should know who I am. Let me through. I'm a celebrity kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he's cutting the line to this yeah. club right now. <laughs> I think he he's uh, brazen in his young yeah. in his youth, right? So That's he go, what's going on. He goes there and just like starts beating up everybody just to try to get to Penguin. Take it easy, sweetheart. <laughs> okay, so we get the first bit of the um, Colin Farrell Penguin uh, personality. And what'd you think? I think he didn't go as like exaggerated, or they didn't use him as much as they thought in the movie Penguin. I, I get it. We're gonna get him later in the yeah in the TV show. But, but do you think his acting like? Did you 
forget it's Colin Farrell? I did. Oh, really? I, I thought, well, more I thought like, oh, Colin Farrell's not in this movie. It's someone else. Wow. Is this really? person. Yeah. No, not really, but yeah, you know, like, like enough. It'll like playfully in my head. Like, oh, wow, this is just not him. Yeah. I, it, it's like a, I don't know, an exaggerated Sopranos style right. character. And obviously they they made his nose really pointy like a beak. He, yeah, right. <laughs> he's the penguin. Where else is he going to get that name? Yeah. I like it because Penguin, he's not the penguin we know yet. He's not the boss, right? Yeah. He works for Falcone. Yes. He's the lieutenant. Um, Batman asks him about the woman in the picture. Yeah. And we get an idea of the penguin. He's just kind of disgusting. Like <laughs> the jokes he makes about like, oh, too soon about, yeah. about the wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, this guy is awful. Yeah. What I like about this scene is there's a point where him and Batman are just talking, right? Yeah. Just in the room. Yeah. And it's kind of like, this is the first time they're ever meeting. They'll have, obviously we know they'll have a long future together as antagonists. But like right now they don't know each other and they're both new to the Gotham underworld. Oh yeah. They're kind of like still learning, I guess. Same spots. So it's like, it's weird that they're just talking in the room together. Yeah. Like he's not beating him up. <laughs> What's his name? Penguin is kind of like at ease with all this. Yeah. The guy in a bat suit in his little place. Yeah. I think it just tells you what this world is like, The what Gotham, how dirty it is. Yeah. What do you think of Gotham as a whole? Is it, it's raining everywhere. Every street is an alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the subway goes through the entire thing. Yeah. It's, there's you cannot see the sky. It's just it's like pitch dark all the time. Yeah, I I liked it, and um, it's it's a I feel like it's a combination of both uh, Tim Burton's Batman, where it's like these weird architecture of like Art Deco. Okay, but also if you remember Batman Begins, like the Narrows. Do you remember that? part of gotham yeah 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 it's like that yeah like the whole place is just that part of of, yeah in the that gotham yeah kind of yeah i agree so always raining yeah this obviously this is like the worst part of gotham they're in the iceberg lounge right yeah this is where all the dirty people are we spend a lot of time here yeah and this is where we meet selena kyle and she's just a waitress there or getting drinks Mm -hmm. um also passing the money from the drugs so selena kyle is also eyeing batman like um what does he know about Monica, the girl in the picture. Yeah. Right. And she obviously knows her because she looks at it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he follows her, but as Bruce Wayne. Right. Right. And on a motorcycle. Yeah. All the way back to her place. He watches her. He watches her change. Creepy. Yeah. Come on, Batman. Uh, I thought you were a hero. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes full Catwoman in transition and like leaves like from her window and like flips down. Very cool. I thought her gymnastics were kind of on point throughout the movie as she goes in, tries to steal the passport of Annika in the safe of Mitchell. Yeah, so back to his home where he died. Yeah. Where he was killed. Batman follows her there and this is like almost like the first act, like kind of like tussle that they have, like action, real back and forth because he fought those guys and really just beat them up. But this one, he doesn't want to like beat her up. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's doing this like from from bottom kicks. Like yeah. re- the way she fights is pretty cool. Yeah. But um, he gets the best of her and is trying to figure out what's what's going on. I will say this. This movie had the best love story, I think, in a world, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Way more believable than, than any of them. There's a scene where a cop hears them, so he goes in, and he has to, like, hide behind a wall, and, like, he's holding her tight so she won't make a noise. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're in, like, skin-tight suits right now. Yeah, it's like, you could already kind of feel the, the tension. sexual tension. <laughs> right. 
Um, what happens next? Well, they, they, they pretty much team up, right? And he says, like, well, you work at the Iceberg Lounge, but not only there, in the, is it like 40, 44 Club? 42 Below Club? That's Jay-Z's like club, right? <laughs> yeah. 40 Below, I think, is what it's called. Yeah. You work at Jay-Z's club, right? Right. So he's like, you go in, you wear this impossible to believe um, contact lens really that cool. is yet to be invented. And that way I could watch who's there, right? Yes. Um, also at this time, I think like the commissioner gets killed. And yeah. this is the one with the rats. Yeah. The, this. So the, the kills in this movie from the Riddler? Yeah. I wish they were more gory. Oh, not enough? They're not yeah. enough. They're not. They can't, it's not rated R. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, they said Matt Reeves only had one requirement and it was make it PG-13. Yeah. So they couldn't go out full Fincher. If it was rated R, it'd be like Saw, like the kills. I wanted like at least like Zodiac or Seven. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that left me wanting in this movie. Okay. And I'm just a fan of those type of movies. I'm okay not seeing that. I know you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So the commissioner, he's dead too. Yeah. This bigger guy. Yeah. So obviously the Riddler is a serial killer, killing with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes into the that the the club in the club. Yes. Right? This is where I'm like, yeah, I get why the purpose of the contact lens is, is so that for this scene he could watch what she's doing. But it could be as simple as like a radio or something, right? Where she he could just hear them. Well, also the thing is identifying the people. Like it's also a supercomputer and like yeah, like, but she could just like, oh, hello, D. A. Coulson. Obviously, she didn't know who he was. Like, right? He could write it so that she just does. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no. Also, it's not fun. The, the contact lens thing is fun to it's me. It's so. You think it's convenient? It's so like outside of everything else. I don't think so. If, if, what if it was just like uh, a mic, right? Which is believable that she I, would just be wired. And then he has like voice recognition software, which I, is real. I don't think you know how far we are in the future by now. Oh my God. This could totally, maybe not a contact lens, but like in a, like glasses, like Google Glass, I think it could be way better by now even. It could do this, I think. Regular contact lenses are not perfect yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he has a supercomputer super in the cool. contact lens. <laughs> uh, well, it works. It, it okay. picked, it, I, this is one thing in my, I wish is like, you didn't need, you could have just done it, dumbed it down and it'd be more believable. Some of the things of Batman that you like is like, he's ahead of the game. He's like super technologicalist, you know, like, I don't. it's so cool. I loved it. Also has a, no. this cool thing about the sepia tone, whatever look of it. Yeah, but... Uh, it's like the Snapchat goggles. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. yeah, it confirms that he's in there, right? This is D.A. Coulson. Yeah, Gil Coulson. Yeah. And it's just all the people that helped take down Maroney. They're connected somehow. They're all connected somehow. And they're all like in this club where all like the mobsters are too. It's weird to see these people high up in uh, politics or, yeah. you know, do getting things are seen down here. Yeah. And uh-huh. then we see John Turturro's Carmine Falcone for the first time kind of intense there's like a, a connection that there's a past yeah. between falcone and a slinic kyle you mm. can see it there as she gets kind of nervous and yeah wants to leave this is the first time i've seen him act evil bad sinister yeah he's usually kind of like a funny guy uh what uh, he was he played the bad guy in transformers one yeah but he was like <laughs> funny he wasn't even the bad guy he's a good guy he was a bad guy because he was an antagonist but he turns out Shia. to be a good guy yeah he does but he, again, it's like a funny role. Uh, like, 
every role is, I, I guess, funny. Like, um, Big Lebowski. Yeah. He's in that new show we're watching, Severance. Yeah. So, kind of comedic. How did you feel about his take on Falcone? Like, was it evil enough? Like, I think that's why they hired him because you're used to seeing him funny and unlikable. That when he is the bad guy, it's more intense. Yeah, I thought I thought it was great. I think um, I wasn't too scared of him if I if I did meet him as a person. I don't think I would. <laughs> it would be obvious he's a bad person. Yeah. But as this guy uh, masterminding, you know, mm-hmm. I think he's a, he's a pretty good character. I think um, his twist on not being a comedy person, I think, worked great. And the sunglasses played an element. He's wearing th- throughout the movie. Yeah, they they hide his eyes, make him less of a person. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the sunglasses were awesome on peak. <laughs> okay. They were really cool. It's a very dark nightclub, and he's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, that's how cool he was. <laughs> uh, maybe there's a supercomputer in those sunglasses. I don't oh, know. You have no idea. <laughs> But Selena Kyle leaves. She doesn't want to go back in there. Yeah. Batman's screaming like, go back in there. I need more information. She's like, no way. She can't. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we see later that night, Coulson, the DA. Still trying to get, get at Selena. Yeah. Selena. <laughs> Anything for Selena. <laughs> He's drunk and he leaves. He gets in his car and who's in his car? It's the Riddler from behind. Puts mm-hmm. him in a um, Wild Wild West type contraption in his, in his <laughs> <laughs> neck. Oh yeah, and then uh, <laughs> I thought this was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty uh, scary. If you yeah. think about it, something around your neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the next scene is Bruce. He's gonna make an appearance as Bruce Wayne because he's gonna go to the funeral for Mitchell. This is kind of unheard of. He's a recluse. He's not this. Uh, bachelor that yeah. of the Christian Bale Bruce Wayne we've come mm-hmm. to know yeah right and the, he said the reason he's going is because um, like these psychopath killers like they want to see the thing happen right, right? they're kind of obsessive they, they yeah. want to make an appearance or see it in yeah. front of them so the Which is right. could be there yeah so he goes and it's funny because he goes and people a lot of people don't even know who he is he's like wait aren't, aren't you yeah and like they all just start taking photos of him he goes up and then... Um, Talks to Falcone. Yeah, because he thought Selena was there, but it wasn't Selena. Yeah. I thought it was her this whole time. Yeah, it looked like her. Do you know why? Why? I think there's set photos of... Of her there? Of her wearing the exact same clothes. Yeah, you're right. Online. Yeah. I was like, I thought that was a great look for her too. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not her. It's not and her. then Falcone talks to Bruce. Talking about like how... Is this when he brings up like what his father did? Yeah. Kind of like, you know, like... Saved him when he was like hurt, right? Yeah. He's like, uh, I, I couldn't go to the hospital, so I went to your dad and he, he helped me. And I remember looking up at you. Uh, you're like a little boy. As he saw it happen. Yeah. Right? I thought this is a great like addition to the story. Connection there. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. He's like, you know what that means about your father, right? He's like, it means he took the Hippocratic Oath. That's all that means. It doesn't yeah. mean like he cared about you. Yeah. It's not like there was a friendship there yeah he's just he he's a doctor yeah yeah which you know falcone's trying to allude uh, you know say more than that what was really there that they're like friends that they had yeah. a past yeah. right which yeah. we'll talk about more later in the story but again uh, bruce wayne's walking through this funeral looking at people that could be the real there's like weird crazy people that are just like resentful of yeah. the cops or whatever there mm-hmm. And um, there's a ominous thing. Bella Real says yeah. something as she's like trying to get this billionaire to maybe donate some cash for yeah. the city. Do something. You can help so much if you just do something. You got hella dough. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's always just uh, a shut in. It's funny this line because this is like a barrier between the people and, and the 
and the you know the rich people. Yeah, and it's such a definition of Gotham where it's mm. like you're either stinking rich or you're dirt poor, and they hate each other, and yeah. that's why they need a Batman because this leads to crime. Right, the division there. Yeah, it's made obvious. There's the one guy that he kind of like stands next to and he says something like, you know, the world would be better if none of these people lived or whatever. Yeah, and so now he's thinking like maybe this guy's the Riddler, right? Every like yeah, there's the creepy dudes. Be anybody. Uh, I don't know how they got in. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he makes it to the front and he can hear like from the outside there's a commotion. Yeah, and just storming in through the front gate is a car. The SUV. <laughs> SUV coming crashing in, trying to disrupt everything. Like goes through people. Yeah, right? Bruce has to dive and save Mitchell's young son yes yeah um and uh it's revealed in the driver's seat is uh da gil colson strapped again with that thing <laughs> with necklace <Lost> yeah <laughs> Uh, a phone strapped to his arm he can't talk and everyone's like what's going on here yeah they have to like evacuate the room and it's a panic everyone's screaming out right he's got a bomb right and he has a letter strapped to his chest and it's again addressed to batman to be the batman um the bomb squad has a thing come in there try to inspect everything as the cops watch it from afar Mm -hmm. but also just steps in from the shadows are again batman yeah uh, brazen again all the cops are just watching this now right what is he doing he's getting himself killed he answers the phone that's taped to his hand and it's facetime with the riddler uh he's like what's he doing now he's just saying like colson here is just another pawn in the element and yeah he has to answer these three riddles or he's he's gonna go kaput right and then the the riddles is like the first one was like I'm blind or whatever, and it's just as that man helps him figure it out, right? Yeah, he kind of answers all of them. Yeah. The second one is like, how much money does it cost for you to like be bribed, right? And he he was like a really low amount if you think about it. Yeah. And this is like ridiculous. He's just like, I I don't know. I just want to be alive. Yeah. And then the last one is like, okay, reveal the rat. And he doesn't answer it, even though he knows the answer. He It's obvious he does, but he thinks it would be worse for him to, for him to yeah. say it. If I say it and I'm, they'll know I'm a snitch, they'll not just kill me. I'm going to die anyway. They'll kill like my family. And he doesn't give it up. The time goes up and he goes kaboom. <laughs> he explodes. He'd rather die than just give up the, the name. Batman goes flying back and you can just feel the... It feels like an explosion in your face. Yeah. He's knocked out. Yeah. When he comes to, he's in the police station. Everyone's trying to take off his mask or just like give up who he is. This is a great scene. This is the one scene I thought like, oh, Batman is trained. Because the first thing he does is he makes his way up against a wall so no one's behind him. Where did you learn this? Huh? <laughs> the internet. <laughs> did you learn this from that one guy? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he cannot get shot. <laughs> He's not been shot once. <laughs> He's so fast. Was he like a Detroit? Like, what is the security? I don't know what, what he guy? is. So, so good. Funny. He trained the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you never see that guy and the Batman in the same oh, room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have to think about it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> That is, that is what I thought of. Batman, like, kind of like pushed some guys around and like circled all of them so he could get against the wall. That's not how you. This is how you do it. And he just circles around them like it's like it's like a rodeo dance. <laughs> He's strange. He's watched some videos. Yeah. This. Can you imagine Batman in the back cave just watching these videos? Like, okay, that's how you do it. <laughs> He's like writing it in his journal. That's why Batman's always getting shot in this movie. 
<laughs> He's just wearing awesome armor. <laughs> uh. Gordon convinces the chief to kick everybody out so he could talk to Batman alone. Right, try to, try to get him to his senses and not beat up everybody. And the chief, he needs some cough syrup or a lozenge <laughs> or something because his voice is just like, Jim, how could you bring this guy into my precinct? <laughs> this lunatic, this vigilante. Oh my god! It's like, I don't know, Randy Savage or something. <laughs> hey, I'm the cream of the crop. <laughs> you see here, uh, you see here, slap it to Slim Jim. But he does kick everybody out and he's like, you got two minutes. <laughs> This is what ever since the funniest scene in the movie because he's like ang- acting angry. He's like, You gotta get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like Gordon. so angry. Yeah, Gordon's like, you, you, I gotta get you out of here, friend. <laughs> like, like, he's being super nice with like, trying This to- is the keys to the door, okay? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, You gotta punch me or whatever. Yeah. And then he, he's like, In the middle of the dock, he really swings. <laughs> What he does here is like he looks back and he sees an undercover cop. Oh, right. But the undercover cop works at the iceberg lounge. Yeah. And he's like, who's that guy? He's like, him? And then he punches him <laughs> in the face. Surprises. Yeah. And then he runs out the other door. Yo, don't the cops know that there's another door? <laughs> well, that's, I think that's the thing. You have the keys to the door. Oh, my God. Right. This is the dumbest cop. <laughs> And he's just like running around this police station. Yeah. No one catches him. Yeah. <laughs> no one. He, he does the grappling hook up like hella floors of stairs. Sure, that was cool. Uh, that was cool. But yeah, he cannot get hit. They shoot him up there. And then this is part is cool. Yeah. He runs to the ledge of the top of the building and he's scared. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, not, Ugh. He's not, he's, I've never done this before. You could feel his inexperience. Yeah. Right. And he <laughs> presses a button or whatever and he gets into a glide suit. <laughs> yeah. And he hesitates. I like this because this is realistic. Yeah. It's not a cape that stiffens and becomes a glider. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is more realistic, right? How can you hate on the eye thing when yeah. there's hella stuff? In Christian Bale, that's so... But that already has other things that are beyond reality. All right. You're saying this... This is like one thing that's over overpowered. That thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, he uses the gliding suit and he messes up pretty bad. He like crashes. He, he's, he's, he makes it down there. It's At first, it's cool. Like he's gliding. I was like, wow, this is tight. Yeah. And then he like <laughs> hits a, like a sign or something. It's almost like he makes something we see all the time kind of special because yeah. he's kind of new to it. Exactly. It makes you scared. I I can guarantee you we're getting ahead of ourselves I guarantee you there's gonna be a, a scene in the second one where he's very good at it now oh yeah a different glider so you think too uh, yeah maybe it's the cape now and that he like he lands it he figures it out yeah yeah <laughs> that uh like parachute thing does yeah. not work out well no <laughs> go back to the drawing board with that yeah so he goes back and um he meets up with Gordon again and this is when they think like oh the the rat is penguin oh right yeah so we have to go catch penguin all other uh, the Alfred figured out El Rata La Rata yeah. right yeah. he's thinking oh it's a rat with wings a penguin a penguin a penguin has wings <laughs> <laughs> 
So they go get him. And I'd say at this point, this is, I would say this is roughly halfway point of the movie. Yeah. Maybe a little bit over. And I, this is what I question, like, is this the best Batman movie yet? Oh. Because this is the whole, like, Batmobile action scene. And at this point, I'm telling myself, no, it's not. I, I think so, too. Yeah. I was thinking, um, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this is just a really good movie. It's not a great movie. It's not better than Dark Knight. No. Yeah. yeah. And then um, they go to the thing and they this they realize um, Maroni's like operations, it's still happening. The drugs are still being pushed and yeah. moved around. Except the cops are like running it now. What? Yeah. And, and uh, Penguin. How the hell? So never uh, stopped, and then they're gonna bust it. But then Selena shows up to steal some money, right? Steal some cash. She even finds there's the body of Annika. Yeah. So she's kind of startled there, and she gets herself caught, mm-hmm. right? And Batman's there too, trying to stop her from stealing. Yeah. So there's like all out like brawl, you know? At yeah. This dock shootout. Yeah. And then it leads to a chase scene. Um, Penguin is like going around the corner of the car. To shoot Batman, he's not there, and then all of a sudden, like the exhaust from the Batmobile erupts. Yeah, it's pretty invigorating. Like yeah. seeing it, like just turn on. It's almost like like an incinerator turning on or something. Yeah, so much it, power behind him. It's like a literally. It's like from Fast and Furious Nine. Like yeah. rocket on the car. <laughs> Like the back of it looks like a like a DeLorean or something, yeah. right? Like fumes are going out. I thought it was gonna it was just gonna go full on blast and hit Penguin or something at this point. Yeah, but he's able to jump in his car and drive away. Yeah, it kind of stops. I kind of yeah. I felt like kind of like teased with that. I didn't, yeah, I don't know if I like that. I was worried that it was gonna be a short chasing, just go get him and then oh. it catches him. But no, there's a little bit more. They go in the freeway and they're going the wrong direction. And they're dodging cars and stuff, and he, they're hitting cars and stopping and going again. And um, it, it's better than I thought it would be, and I'm glad. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, they finally do that thing in the trailer where, you know, Penguin knocks over a truck and a big explosion, and Batmobile just charges through the fire, hits Penguin, and Batman apprehends Cobblepot. That was really cool. The, the upside down shot of him yeah. gives him more menace. I thought the chasing, the, the camera work, I, th- I don't know if I loved it. I thought it was a bit confusing what was going mm. on at points. Sure, yeah. After the jump, I was like, oh, it's just a cool action scene. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. Right. Um, and they so they got Penguin and they got him uh, tied up and they're talking about, talking to him at the, at the like the pier or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get some, some word on what's going on. He's saying like, I'm not the rat i don't like uh world's greatest attack that <laughs> yeah it's like you guys don't even know spanish yeah <laughs> this was like where like the accent was kind of funny yeah. right it's good <laughs> yeah. to see that i kind of liked it though yeah you liked it yeah this is where um they realize like uh it's at the orphanage or whatever so they have to go to the orphanage and this is like Almost like from Arkham Asylum video game. Oh, yeah. It's a creepy hallway, right? And there's like spray paint everywhere. And they could hear music playing. Yes. There's an old um, uh, video being played against the wall projector, Mm -hmm. right? And the spray paint points to Thomas Wayne, his uh, Bruce Wayne's father, to being some type of uh, intertwined in all this mess, too. Yeah. When he was thought to be as a great just politician that just died early, right? Yeah. But his whole like renewal of Gotham City was like, fake and it was a way to for everyone to kind of like make money off of it. something yeah some type of connection there as they're like he i think he's threatening bruce wayne this is a threat to bruce wayne right now right, right? yeah saying like oh bruce will have to pay for this since he's gone already yeah and his mom was like crazy because she's a member of like the arkham family mm-hmm. and thomas did everything to hide it all all that stuff yeah 
And he realized now like Bruce Wayne is a target, which means like Alfred is in danger. Yeah. So he, in a panic, just goes driving back there. Yeah. Trying to call up Alfred, but Alfred opens up a letter mark for Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and uh, looking at it and, and it's a bomb in there. Yeah. I thought they killed off Alfred. I thought so too. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't. He's just very badly injured. Yeah. Yeah. In my head also, when I when I saw this, that he's has a letter says to the Batman and sent to Bruce Wayne. In, in yeah. this part, in my head, I was like, oh, the Riddler knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. Exactly. Yeah. But it, I don't think that's it. I no. Think it, it's just he knows this is another victim and then Batman's going to show up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll get it later. I think it's like leaked to the news too, like... Thomas Wayne paid Carmine Falcone to kill uh, this journalist, Elliot, who is right. writing this story, kind of like this tell-all story that Thomas- Expose. Yeah, on, on Martha right. Arkham. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is learning about this for the first time. So he goes to the Iceberg Lounge to talk to Falcone as Bruce Wayne. And this, again, it's like a repeat. like, do you know who I am? But yeah. this time he's just Bruce Wayne. And they're almost the like the twins there. Yeah. They're like more staunch to see this like uppity yeah. kid there than Batman. Right. And he, they let him in there and he talks to Falcone. Uh, Falcone says like, I'll talk to you. I think it's like a thing where it's like, I have to spoil the beans on your parents now because you, you have this yeah. idea. I've been waiting for you like 20 years to come to me. Yeah. Yeah. And he's implying like, yeah, I killed the guy for your dad. And shattering the, the idea of your father, right? Yeah, as being this great citizen. And he blames Maroney because he was saying like, my enemy couldn't stand the idea of me having this connection to this politician. Yeah. So, so Maroney was the one killed. That, that killed him. Yeah. And this enrages Bruce, right? Yeah. And he goes back to the hospital where Alfred is. And he's like, how could you lie to me like my whole life? Right. And Alfred says like, he didn't do this for his campaign to be mayor, your father. He did it to save you and like uh, your mother from like yeah. this, that expose or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really thought that Falcon would kill him. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of just a, a naive, innocent politician. Yeah. One mistake ruined yeah. his life. Right. I thought that was a perfect tone for this because this whole time we're thinking Thomas Wayne is actually a, a messed up person. That's what like the trailers are alluding to. Yeah. But this kind of half kind of mess up is the right move. This is when Bruce as Batman meets up with Selina again and it's revealed that uh, Falcon is her like absent father yeah right and her mom used to be like a waitress there and why she was stealing money is like he he owes me this money yeah right yeah and and she wants like revenge on that cop guy that killed annika and she's saying like if i find him will you help me i need your help and he's like don't do anything yet like there's got to be a way where we don't kill right yeah right and then I think this is when she's like finds the cop and he's like tied up in the building there. She uh, called him through the the bad signal, right? Right. So to meet yeah. up there. And they thought it was Gordon, but it wasn't. And um, she's ready to kill this cop because of his connection to Falcone and everything and mm-hmm. just wants the whole story, but learns that Annika's dead already. Yeah. And there's a playback, a voicemail yeah. of Falcone killing Annika. Mm-hmm. And this is when he realized like Falcone killed her because Mitchell told her that Falcone is the rat because right. okay. falcons have wings <laughs> falcon is is the, the rat with wings yeah wow 
So then she's going to go there and kill him, right? Yeah. So he has to like get there before her and stop her. So he does that thing where he like ties his waist or whatever to the building and he just like runs down the side of the building. He's doing a uh, um, Yelena Belove right now. Movie, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, next movie, he'll just jump. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think he, this is almost him just being scared of the glider again. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. He does a safe way slower. Uh, making it this down is also there. like reminiscent of Adam West Batman. Like, oh, really? They used to like repel the, the scene where they're repelling or yeah. climbing up. Uh, they did that a lot in that show, but really it's like horizontal. You know what I mean? The floor is actually the side of the building. Yeah. yeah. And you could tell because their capes were not dangling down. <laughs> oh, really? That's <laughs> funny. It's like a Slim Shady video, yeah. right? That, yeah. That shot. So she's already there though, right? And she's going to pretend like she needs to talk to him, but really she wants to kill him. Yeah. Pretending she's just scared about Anika. Yeah. Gets to get close to kill him, pulls out a gun. Um, but there's like a toss of something going on in the background with yeah. um, uh, Batman being in the building. Mm-hmm. He's like cutting off the power and stuff. Yeah. So then Falcon gets the upper hand on Selina and he is like about to kill her. He's like, you made me do this, my own flesh and blood, but I, I don't care. I'll kill you. Like, uh, you're you're not going to take me down. She's scratching his face. Yeah. And I noticed before this already, there was scars on his face. And it was like, it was from the mother. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's why he wore sunglasses. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. That's interesting. Like, yeah. it's actually scratches eyes too. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, she gets away and then... She's like ready to kill him too. He's on the ground. Yeah. But then Bruce, as Batman shows up, he's like, don't don't kill him. Yeah. This is where I felt for uh, Zoe Kravitz. Like, yeah. she was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I almost cried a little bit. Really? Like, this was like, I want to kill him. <laughs> But, you know, it's Batman. He convinces her not to kill him. He was like, once you cross that line, you'll be like dirty like them. You'll be just be as worse as them. And then she kind of settles down as they just bring him downstairs to get arrested. And then uh, this is cool because Gordon's there. And then Falcone says something like, the police? I own the police, right? Yeah, I'm only your friends. They take him out. And he's like, not all of them. And then there's like a lot of cops there. Yeah. And some guy in the theater starts clapping. That was so funny. That was so funny. <laughs> it was like three claps. And then yeah. it's just dead silent. <laughs> Nobody's clapping also. Uh, I don't get clapping in the movie theater. The actors cannot hear you. I don't get it either. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> You know, he clapped in the beginning of the movie, too, when, like, the Batman symbols yeah. on the screen. Yeah. This oh, one guy did a lot gosh. of clapping and cheering. People don't don't know how to go to the movies. I, I get cheering. Like, yeah, yeah, that was a cool scene. But, like, clapping, like, oh, well done. Kind of like, okay, come on, guy. Bravo. Matt Reeves is not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's hoping that Rob Pattinson's in the audience in the hat right now. Like, <laughs> So, they capture they apprehend uh falcone just enough to get him past the doorway to get shot by the riddler shot from from up above bring uh, to the light and, and oh yeah <laughs> in in the window and batman goes chasing after him but it seems like riddler got away yeah this is a cool scene like he grapple hooks up the police are running there but batman's already there and they see like he's been living here right outside this whole time all his traps and Riddles and stuff are covering the wall. Like he's been here this whole time. This is um this part is kind of like Kevin Spacey in Seven, like yeah. obsessive. You see yeah. all the contraptments and all that, and 
Uh, then they say like, oh, someone messaged that saying there's a, a guy that ran down the side of the building mm-hmm. and he's down at the diner down the street. And then they just go find him and catch him. Yeah. This is like in the trailer where he's trying to like drink a coffee and they capture him. And then Batman goes up to the window and is like, like finally sees who the Riddler is. And it's like some guy. Some dude. Yeah. But the Riddler sees Batman and he's like totally smiling, like mission accomplished. Cheesing, yeah. right? In the in the prison as he's like talking through the mirror. The first thing the Riddler says is like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That's the first thing he says. So in this moment, I think, I thought the Riddler knew Bruce Wayne was Batman. Exactly. And, and in the scene earlier where they're looking at all his stuff and like Bruce Wayne's circle, it's like sins of the father and all this stuff. He is talking to Gordon like this might be the end of Batman because he really is going to reveal that I'm Batman. Uh, so it's yeah. like you're a good cop, meaning like this might be goodbye because like yeah, everything might be revealed now. I might get caught. Yeah. Right. So when he's talking to Riddler, yeah, I really thought he knew it was him. It was so like oh man, dang, he's Riddler's this smart. Yeah, he figured, figured it, it out. out. It's not that hard. Like it's got to be someone rich. <laughs> You don't see this guy that much. Yeah. He's got to be doing something. Batman appeared when Bruce Wayne came back. So, uh. <laughs> He's got a lot of money. Who could afford a hot rod? That's nice. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's really he's saying like dang we let Bruce Wayne get away he was the, the only one, one. Oh, man. Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne yeah. and the way the Riddler is talking about it it's like they were a team they like they planned this together yeah and Batman's like what are you talking about you psycho he's like yeah. no like you you have everything I have the brains you have the muscle and we were a great team this is all a, all a connection right we were together shooting the gym together right like yeah. they're friends they're teammates <laughs> yeah. That's why I was leaving you those clues because, like, we we're working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And it's like, there was like one last thing he didn't catch, though. Oh, what do you think of Paul Dano's performance in this scene? Great. Amazing, right? Yeah. Like, he, I believe he is crazy and thinks he was working with Batman. I, I When I first got casted, I thought Paul Dano, the Riddler, obvious. Yeah. It wasn't until the scene where I was like, this is perfect. Well, I guess because yeah. we didn't see his face. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know if I like the Riddler into this. Yeah. And it's not the Riddler we've ever seen. Yeah. Right. And what I also kind of didn't like was he has this laugh. I was like, oh, now he's just doing Joker. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I didn't, I don't think I liked the Riddler in the movie until this scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Where we got his, like, even in the emotions. first killed Mitchell, you didn't like him then? Yeah, no, I don't know if I did. Okay. But now he's, he's great. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, it made the rest of what we've seen of him perfect. Yeah. That's it. And then he's like, don't worry, like, the last thing is still going to happen and we're going to, we're going to beat everybody. And this, he's like pounding on the glass, like, what did you do? What have you done? Yeah. Right? Well, how do you compare this to Batman and Heath Ledger's interrogation scene? Oh, uh, that scene's better. The, okay. the, the Ledger one, yeah. right? But we'll go for something else here. The Dano's like nerdy, um, obsessive character. Yeah. It's, I guess, more believable. Right? Yeah. They're making connections to like real world stuff here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of too close almost. He's talking about living in the orphanage and it was like always wet and dirty and yeah. waking up to rats chewing at his fingers. He's an internet troll. You know, he's like yeah. a social media guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I love that decision. <laughs> Overall in the, th- yeah. in the thing, but I get it. It's kind of real. He realizes that yeah, there's another phase to this, right? Yeah. So he has to go back to his apartment and look for clues. The only cop there standing guard is that Martinez guy that hated him in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But now is like, they're kind of like buddies, I guess. <laughs> he just can't stop him. Yeah. Right. 
as Batman looks through all of the evidence uh, in the Riddler's hideout and finds the Tucker. Yeah, the initial weapon he used to kill Mitchell. That metal thing, and he explains that it's for the carpet. Yeah, so Batman uses it to kind of lift up the carpet and then just tears it. And it, there's a whole map of Gotham there with like markings, some glowing dots too yeah, in like the ground, light, light up lights. Um, and we realize that these are gonna break down the water wall that keeps the water outside of Gotham. Mm. Who makes cities like this? Is this re- <laughs> is this realistic thing? Uh, yes and no. Like there's cities right along the water. Yeah, but is there a wall that's above your city, like where like the water line is above your city? Does that exist? <laughs> that's what happened, no, right? I think he blew up like the pillars that's holding up that section of the city so that way it kind of crashed down and then no. went underwater it, the whole city went it wasn't the whole city it was like that part of the city that was by the water and it's enough to flood the whole city I think that's not yeah it's not the whole city the, well, the goal here is not to flood the whole city but to get everyone into the the arena yeah I mean that seems like a lot to, of water to do that <laughs> Don't you think like okay, I, but I, I super computer com- contact lenses? Yes, totally I think real. that's way more realistic <laughs> to get it this wrong. By the time Batman figures this out, the the vans are already exploding. Yeah, throughout the city, uh, Riddler's enjoying this like it's an orchestra as yeah. floods the streets, and it's mayhem. They, and I was like, they did it. They put a natural disaster in a Batman movie, and I thought that was impressive. Selena. <laughs> Selena is trying to leave the city and the cops are like, no, nah, you can't leave. It's flooded. Go back to the arena or whatever. Like that's safe. So they're really funneling everyone to the arena where they had like the election victory for Bella Real. Right? Yeah. It's just like the emergency spot. Yeah. But it's not really made for that. Like that's not the intention. No. And he knows that they're all going to be there because apparently Riddler has like a whole following online. <laughs> he's an influencer because he's got this whole army. He's got an army of shooters yeah. for him wearing the same mask. I guess there are followers on this, you know, dark web, 4chan, whatever <laughs> online thing. And they all dress as him. So they're all like on the catwalk of the arena and they're just going to pretty much kill everybody, like wipe out the whole city. Main one is the new mayor, Bella Real, who's yeah. shooting for. And yeah, they're dangerous. Yeah. So Batman has to like charge in there. He swings in and like these explosions kind of like shatter the ceiling so they can dive in. And once he dives in, starts kicking butt, this is when I tell myself, oh, yes, this is the best Batman movie. Because it has at least the adequate amount of action in it? What yeah, because I was like, it's not enough action. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the shots of this whole kind of sequence, each one was amazing in, in its own. Yeah. Um, him using this like uh, swinging up and down Arkham uh, City type action. <laughs> yeah. With his uh, rope, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the catwalk. He's knocking these guys out. There's a whole bunch of them, but he's taking them out. And Selena's there, and she's like, uh, I, I should go help him. Right? So she figures out a way to climb up there. Um, he is like really beat up, though, because he's like shot. Yeah. And he's like falling, and like the last Riddler guy points the gun like straight at his face. And it takes uh, Selena to like give a tussle, fight him off, um, takes this guy off of him. But then she gets surprised again by another Riddler. Yeah. Right. He's about to like kill her. So Bruce like can't even get up. He's that beat up. That tired. Yeah. 
so that he has to use like an adrel- adrenaline shot. If that if that's what it is, I think it's a Red Bull. <laughs> Gives you wings. It's a five hour energy. <laughs> People are saying, is it venom? Like Bane venom? I don't think so. I think it's just adrenaline Dil- diluted. Is it kryptonite? <laughs> it's I think it's green. Four loco. <laughs> they wouldn't go that strong. He injects it, and he's just like, <laughs> he's on caffeine pills. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he beats this guy to a pulp. Like you can just imagine what this guy looks like underneath the mask. Selena is like scared. Like, whoa, this you're more than you told me not to kill, and you're killing this guy. Yeah, you're a bit too much, guy. Yeah. Uh, Gordon gets up there, stops him, and he realizes, like, what have I done? Right? I like let this guy loose. No, that I've almost killed somebody. Oh, oh, right? Batman. Yeah. And then Gordon takes off the guy's mask. I think it's the guy from the funeral, except his it face could, is all messed up already. It could be. Yeah. And then they're like, who are you? And he's smiling. He's like, I'm vengeance, right? It was a turn there, right? Because that's when Batman realized. He's a bad inspiration for these people. Yep. There was a, a earlier scene with Riddler mm-hmm. where he goes like, who am I? I'm nobody. And you, everyone thought that's what he's going to say. Like he's going to be inspired by Riddler. Yeah. But it's like he's also inspired by Batman. Yeah. It's like To these guys, Riddler and Batman are like their, teammates. their leaders. Yeah. Wow. Fear. As Batman's like, oh my, what have I done? Crap. Yeah. And then the floodgates like bust and the, the now the arena's flooding and the like scaffolding's like falling on people and like the big like scoreboard sign. Electric. Yeah, is dangling. So he has to like jump on it and cut the wire so that it won't electrocute everyone on the ground and he just falls down. He obviously gets shocked and falls. This sh- shots of the water with the red and blue blinking lights, I yeah. thought was amazing. Yeah. Like, it's like art. He falls down, gets up after a minute, and then he does the thing where he lights the flare. This is really cool. Yeah. Symbolizing like hope. And he goes to like save the people that are trapped under there. And the first one he gets is Mitchell's son. Yeah. And I thought that was how poetic. Yeah. The first one's the kid. Yeah. And and he's the one first one to take the hand and and he saves everybody. Because if there was no Batman to save this kid, I think the kid would grow up to be like a Batman. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe. Because Bruce didn't have anyone like this for him, he became Batman. Interesting. He had to make a he needed to see the change in the world. Yeah. So you're saying he should have never helped him. We could have two Batman by now. (laughs) (laughs) He was like a ninja already, so he was trained. (laughs) All right. Okay. You learn from the same guy. So, yeah, and then he's leading these people out, and then they eventually get out, and the helicopters come to rescue people, and, you know, they rescue the boy. And he he now wants to lead with hope instead of fear. Yeah, his inner monologue is on the brighter side now and has a different game plan for how we, the Gotham will see him now. Mm -hmm. He's saying, like, it's going to get worse before it gets better. There's going to be a a power struggle. I would say the the city's flooded. Yeah. Um, You know, we see Penguin there and he's like, now's my chance to really be the boss. Yeah. More, I'm sure more people will step up and try to take power, seize control. Maybe also be inspired by Batman in a twisted way. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, He goes to Selena like, you know, I could use her help fixing Gotham, but... She's like, there's nothing here for me. She's Audi 3000. She's out of there. Yep. It's like, you can't save Gotham. Yeah. And she when wants- to learn that? She kind of just wants a relationship with him. That like, the, the chemistry was palpable through the whole movie. Loved it. But uh, he's taken. He's there for the city. <laughs> I thought the motorcycle scene was too much. Like, it was kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> they go their separate ways. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> uh, Riddler is going crazy no, in no, Arkham. No. His 
kind of failed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, next to him is another villain. Uh, it's a new Joker. <laughs> I, okay. We don't see him a lot, but we see enough that we know Matt Reeves has an idea for him. Yeah. Like, his doesn't look like any other Joker I've seen. Just like a disfigurement in him, right? He's... Well, the actor that we know he's like shorter yeah he's almost if you if i imagined him he's gonna look more like a jester than a joker mm, okay you know yeah this is the guy from eternals yeah right, right. It's, it's kogan i think his last he, name right yeah um i think he's a great actor I, I think he's pretty good yeah um i don't know if i liked him in this scene as the joker with a little bit we've had of him he's kind of i just wish the scene was not in the movie or yeah. just the joker was not in the scene at all just riddler knowing they failed it was it was should been just not yeah. in it at all i just we know there's going to be a sequel. You don't have to tease it, I think. I, I wonder if that was a, uh, a studio change that they wanted. Yeah. Like in the beginning, like, let's have this. In, you know, Matt Reed, let's, yeah. Why not put this in there? Because now we know it's for sure the Joker next. Like if we didn't, there'd be like, you know, a mystery. Yeah. It could be the third movie or whatever. I guess it could be, but I mean like. We need to have him now. I, yeah. I, I, part of me wishes this scene was not in the movie. One thing I'm thinking about is how like the villains are more banded together in this world. The Joker, yeah. the Riddler, but also. So like the messed up people like that the Riddlers that signed up for it yeah I was wondering like are any of these names on this message board hints to villains I was looking oh, at them yeah, I was like I was trying, trying to read it. memorize them yeah I couldn't pick up on any um, so that's the end of the movie by the end of the movie I'm like yeah this is the best Batman movie oh yeah yeah better than Dark Knight I think so yes I'm not sure I'm not sure because it's, it's almost like man this second half of the movie is where the movie starts almost oh really yeah but obviously the beginning is needed for setup and all that yeah so maybe it was just too long what do you think about Robert Pattinson? Like, I, I think he did a good job, but it also like it could have been anyone else. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think his uh, both characters he played perfectly like this young uh brazen batman mm -hmm. i thought that worked great and his bruce wayne is just depressed and Kurt Cobain yeah. style yeah i liked how he played bruce wayne yeah um and the batman was cool too but like i, I just gonna sound biased but in the running also was aaron taylor johnson he was like this oh come it was on. between them two yeah i want to see what aaron taylor would have brought to it it would have been a different movie it would have been the same it's the same exact director and I, writer. Don't, I don't think he could do this like depressed batman i think he could i don't know i totally think i think it would feel forced all right um nonetheless he, I he still was think not in twilight best <laughs> it still is the best batman movie i know the callback is the the wayne manor yeah it's basically hogwarts it looks scary <laughs> <laughs> he played uh was it godrick diggerty so it's i mean it's <laughs> What do you think about um, Batman's costume in this? Uh, the mask, I think it's still kind of weird. You the know what? nose I, I, thing. I realized it's the nose. It's it's flat. It's flat. It's not pointy. Yeah. I, Batman has a pointy nose. <laughs> it looks like a Kick-Ass mask, like from the movie Kick-Ass. Okay, yeah. Right? Like I wonder mask. if they're trying to make it look a little bit like the Riddler mask to, as like a mirror. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because of the nose flapping mm -hmm. on the Riddlers. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe they just got it from the same shop. <laughs> yeah. Military shop it, it does look a little bit more uh rough like kind of beginnery mask sure what about everything else about the costume the boots the bracers i, I like the bracers uh, the boots are, yeah it's cool it's batman boots the the logo is a knife it's a knife it's a knife that, it's a knife <laughs> yeah i don't know if i like the pop collar <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. I like it. I don't think I need that. It looks Victorian. <laughs> yeah. 
um the batmobile yeah I, I was way cooler than i thought it was just the feeling of it it it, it looks more like a regular car obviously because mm-hmm. it's a hot rod but the feeling of the vibration i thought it was badass yeah I, I did like it a lot yeah i like i like the tumbler and the ben affleck batmobile but they're too they wouldn't fit in this world i'm realistic yeah they're like tanks right this this is a. Uh, Reminiscent of the Keaton, like a little bit, but big, even, long. even Keaton was like unrealistic. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, but this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then moving forward, we know there's uh, a Gotham PD kind of HBO show coming. Is that with Penguin or Penguin's getting his own show? Penguin, I think Penguin's getting his own show, so there's at least two. Uh, now I'm more interested in both of these shows. What are they doing with the there's a Gotham Central show, right? Like, yeah. is it just gonna be Gordon's main the main character? You think or are we going to follow a new guy that's maybe they're going to we're going to have a new character that's going to feel like the Batman uh year 1 Gordon where he's like new to maybe. learning about Gotham maybe yeah and he's like the one guy Gordon can can trust can trust cuz he's new yeah. he's not dirty yeah i mean I, I don't know what story or thing they're going to go with but i'm yeah. interested in it cuz i did like the cops in this movie <laughs> Gordon was kind of just like his like helper, like just let him in into everything. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I think Gary Oldman was a better Gordon. Yeah, because he was given more to do. Right. This Gordon is just like there to call Batman, turn on the signal, I guess. Yeah, and let him in, be on his side. Um, but the Penguin. Yeah, I, he needed to shine more in this movie. Like he's his role was less than I thought it was. Um, but his performance I think was spot on I think it was good enough because you know you need that character the character that's kind of like the middle guy so it's like I'd rather it be the penguin than some other no name character Mm. that you just made up yeah yeah and this take on it is just so yeah out of nowhere yeah perfect so a penguin show about how he seizes that power would be pretty cool yeah from now moving forward Mm -hmm. who's gonna give him a a run for his money and how are they gonna ignore Batman like what's he doing I don't know is he in this show (laughs) That'd be cool. Yeah, thank you. Uh, is there like there's things like maybe like a Selena Kyle spinoff? See where she goes after. Sure. Yeah, I would like that. But I, th- I think she was the best character. Oh, you really think so? Yeah, I think she's better than Batman and Penguin mm. and Riddler. I think she was the best character that I liked the most. Yeah, she. The reveal of her being the daughter of Falcon was like, that was a shock to me. That was kind of out of nowhere. And just to like her portrayal of like wanting so bad to kill him and like mm-hmm. being like feeling so awful that she can't. And yeah. like it's stopped, I guess. I was worried at one point like, oh, Selena the rat? Oh. And Bruce would have to like, you know, capture her save her somehow or like no i think he would like throw her in jail oh yeah yeah but it didn't yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh because she's works there yeah okay okay but uh, yeah as a whole like once i saw the whole movie i was like yes this is the best batman movie hands down i I still don't know i I watched dark knight again this weekend and i'm like I, the Dark Knight has the best performance by Heath Ledger, but the story, the mystery, I think uh, the Batman has a better story, a better like complexity to it. I think the aha moments of the Riddler's intricacies, yeah, they didn't give the audience that as much of a like aha, oh, this is what it is, as yeah. maybe you'd expect from a noir movie. Mm-hmm. The like bat, uh, the rat with wings to end Batman thing is kind of interesting, but. Yeah. 
they could uh, line that differently, I think. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I still think it was good. Yeah, it was good, yeah. There's there's no major complaints there. How would you compare it to, I know it's totally different, but The Joker. Okay. Um, the feeling of the, the Gotham, yeah. it, it, it's different there. It almost has the same like dread of Joker and mm. uh, Batman himself, right? They, they, bo- they, bo- they both kind of just... Uh, like Batman, he's doing this because he has no other way. Like he's on, like on his own, feels like he needs to do this. And Joker also also is like, well, this is what I'm gonna do because the, the world hates me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think it's because I had it in my head that it, I wanted to be a, basically I wanted Fincher to direct this movie with, with the Riddler stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was like it was restrained there. Um, and so like, you know, I guess Matt Reeves is not as much of a, a, a thief as he, as a Todd Phillips. <laughs> so, <laughs> Todd Phillips. so you can't say yet that this is the best. best no, Batman I movie. want to see it again. I, it, it might, if I watch it again and love it that much more, but mm-hmm. I, I can't say it hands down. It's the best Batman movie. Okay. Mm, I can't. <laughs> and I'm still wondering if I'm just boosting up a Dark Knight so much in my head as a like, I, I mean, legend. No, I mean, it's the best comic book movie uh, Dark Knight Uh-oh. was so it's obviously the best Batman movie um, but after seeing this I don't know maybe it's because it's so long that I got so much of it oh. of taste of that world that they fleshed out that maybe that's why the only reason I like it more is there's more of it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like maybe it was longer than it needed to be because I thought like when I said one less character, me like one less of the Riddler's victims, hmm. and that it kind of made it longer than it felt like it needed to be. Or in a way, maybe I I, I get it. They were there for a reason in the story, yeah. but it, they could weave the story in any way they want. Yeah, but as far as like cast of characters, Falcone, Penguin, Riddler, they yeah they were needed. They were needed and they fit. Yes. Along with Bruce Wayne and Batman, like he's part of it. Like you know, as he said, yeah, yeah. Do you get the renewal thing? Yeah, it's, it's just the created big... this organ like nonprofit organization to fix Gotham, but then he died, leaving this thing, this like laid out plan that anyone could just use now for whatever purpose, and the the corrupt people used it to launder money. I see. So, like, let's say Falcone is donating money, but really it's also being taken out by the other politician side. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. And no one, you know, there's no oversight. Looks, looks at it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> That's the Batman. Uh, I want to watch it again. I do want to watch it again. I want to see if it's the best or not. I'll be the final say. Okay. I did have chills afterwards. Three hours. My biggest worry was that I'd have to pee in the middle of the movie. <laughs> yeah, you were planning ahead. Like, <laughs> I'll pee right before stand up at the first trailer. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. If you haven't seen it. Why you, are you, how'd you get to here? What, as you, part of the podcast. Yeah, you just did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Last words you want to say about the Batman? That's it for me. That yeah, I need to see it again. Yeah, let's go buy tickets. Um, until then, let's get into side stories. My side story is um was once your side story. Oh, all right. But I, my side story is longer than yours because the second season has come out of Euphoria. All right, and I watched all of the two seasons while we were away. You straight binged it. Uh, I was addicted. I have to go to rehab now for <laughs> Euphoria. Yeah, uh, yeah. That I I was addicted to that show. Like I 
needed to watch the next episode like the next day. Really? Yeah. This is a surprise for me because I thought it was not your type of show. It's a little bit hard to watch sometimes. The first season was, um, yeah, I was just kind of watching it, but just kind of getting through it. Yeah. But the second season is when I kind of like invested and started caring about the characters and needing to know if they're okay. <laughs> the next episode. What do you like? <laughs> what do you like about it? Um, honestly, the storytelling and the the way it's shot is very good. It's very different than other shows. Um, the music in it is also very like enticing. Okay, yeah. I, I feel like they use that one uh, labyrinth song way too much. I oh, get it. Maybe I haven't even noticed. Really? Yeah. All right. There's an episode. This is season one, I think. But there's an episode where. It all just takes place in a carnival. Right, the season one. And that, I think that's when I really like fell in love with the show because all the characters are at this carnival and they're all, all those storylines are crossing. So now it's finally, quote unquote, making sense, <laughs> right, of why these events happened. Right. And there's carnival music playing throughout the episode. It's like the same kind of like melody. It's like background music. Yeah. But the how much they turned it up or how fast it went kind of added to the scene of like the intensity of the scene if this is like an intense scene or if like if this is like a you know a touching scene yeah but the music was the same throughout interesting their use of music for yeah. the show you appreciate it I guess I never yeah. noticed that I, I was I was always thinking about the color of the show mm, like dirty no it's it's actually <laughs> like a lot of different um like neon colors throughout the show, I feel sure. like. It okay. makes it exaggerated with everything. Yeah. There are high schoolers wearing loud clothes or whatever yeah. with the colors. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was the the main like artistic style of the show was was it like exaggerated colors throughout everything. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. It, it's almost like dreamy sometimes. Yeah. Um, the two main things of the show is like drug use and like sexuality. Yeah. It's like the two main topics of the show. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, I kind of like how real it is. Yeah. Like when someone is going through withdrawals, like it's real, like it looks real. It's not like an episode of whatever. I'm so excited. Saved by the bell, right? <laughs> uh, off of caffeine pills. Yeah. Yeah. We see characters like, you know when they say like, we withdraw or you need the next fix, you'll do anything. Like, they were like doing anything. Yeah. Trying to get to the next yeah. high. Right. And then, um, you know, how how they explore sexuality, even at the, for like teenagers. Yeah. Makes you uncomfortable. It's kind of uncomfortable sometimes, but also like you don't see this. So it, it kind of needs to be shown on. Okay. Sure. To the world. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're uncomfortable, like that's fine, but it's, it's real. Yeah. That's the point of the show is like shining a light on a difficult time for these teenagers. It right. probably happens a lot. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they portray some characters as villains, but then the next episode, they'll show you the history of that character and why they're like that. Yeah. One of the things is they'll focus on one character per episode a lot, Mm -hmm. like heavy handedly in the point of view of one character. Yeah. And then we'll rewind and see other things where other characters were at at certain points, like you said, Mm -hmm. and how they cross paths and why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Even though they're screwing someone else over maybe. Yeah. So they might look terrible at one point. You'll see why they did that later. Yeah. So yeah, that's an intricate storytelling 
I agree with that. Yeah. And then there's also like, um, they laid little Easter eggs in episodes that they won't explain until like two or three episodes later or, or a long while later. And like, you'll see things where like, why was this person talking to that person? You don't know why. And then later down the line, you'll see like, oh, that's why. Okay. So there's things I saw in season one that didn't make sense to me until like halfway through season two. Oh, maybe I should watch season two. I've only seen season <laughs> one and I'll peek and catch you watching season two yeah. every now and then. I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of good. <laughs> yeah. I think season two is great. And um, I know the writer got a lot of criticism about season two online. Yeah. And I guess because it, it kind of went off a different way than people expected, oh. I think. Um, so season two was... You know, the same, but kind of different than season one. And I think that's why I liked it more. That it had, it switched it up some. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't the same thing. It wasn't Stranger Things. <laughs> a different skin, a different yeah, nostalgia. Like, now factor. in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, this is semi like biographical, right? Because the showrunner was a druggie when mm. he was really young. Yeah. And I think that's why it l- feels so real. I think so too. Because he went through something like this, yeah, right? Yeah. His life. And he's just kind of laying it out there and so it feels real. Yeah. Right. The acting is very good. Um, and I'm eager to see where they're going to go with the next season. Mm, okay. Tom Holland, main main character. Yeah. yeah. You said he was in a background of a scene. So I was looking for it and I never saw it. I think he is. Look it up online. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he is. I just didn't catch it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Euphoria on HBO. Uh, it's the second most watched HBO show since Game of Thrones. That's hard. Like that's incredible to say because... Because there's only two seasons. There's only two seasons, but also when Game of Thrones was around, they did not have HBO Max yet. Oh, right. So now HBO Max, it's like in every home. And that counts. That's that's They're adding that into that. Yeah, them. of course. They want to bloat these numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I feel like I can't recommend Euphoria. Like if I, I don't recommend it to my friends that have kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At times it's uncomfortable, but well-acted, well-made show. I have to agree with that. HBO quality show. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite character is Fez. He's your favorite character? I think so, yeah. He gets better in season two, right? Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. and um, a lot of the characters that were in season one but not explored as much are definitely more fleshed out in season two. Oh. And that's why I, I like season two more, I think. That's one thing I wonder is like, what are the other kids at this high school doing? Yeah. These other ones have rich, like interesting lives. Mm. I guess I get everyone else is like also doing probably doing the same thing, but not having these intricate things going on and yeah. mixed up. And like, well, where are the nerds? Where are the, <laughs> where are the che- where's the chess club? It's a different show. <laughs> Where's the guy that has a robot butler? You know? like, every, everyone is. They're at super, the max, okay? Everyone is cool in their own way. I don't like that. I know that's not true. That's not. That's where it's the least real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some things I don't believe in it, but yeah. like, yeah, of course, because it's a show. It has to do that. But um, overall, I think it's great, and I want to see more of it. Like, I was sad that I finished it. Yeah. I used to have that feeling where you're, like, really into a show, and then you're like, caught oh, up. I'm caught. Dang it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the, the new character that they add to this season. Oh, yeah. I also really enjoyed. Like, I yeah. thought this was... Uh, it added to the show. I agree. Even though there are similarities to maybe his behaviors to other characters. He's still different. He's though. still different. He's yeah. still a different character of his own. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Even though I, I'll catch up eventually, maybe. You maybe I already got it from speaking. You watch it. <laughs> but yeah, Euphoria season two. If 
it's hard to recommend yeah because it's such intense material but it is a good show yeah i agree i agree yeah. well made um so for my side story i have this movie that we happen upon on netflix phantom thread oh yeah paul thomas anderson movie pta mm-hmm. i think this is the first pta movie that i've liked yeah it's uh stars daniel day lewis who is this famous renowned dressmaker mm-hmm. in like the 1950s and he's like you know people know his name people love his work like I the think, House of Woodcock. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it's called. His name's uh, Reynolds Woodcock. Yeah. Come on. You're obviously a dressmaker. <laughs> uh, he, you know, I think his work is like on the runway of back then or whatever. Like he's yeah. the high end, right? People go to him for, mm-hmm. I think like royalty go to him to make their dresses type of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. He's that good. Mm-hmm. And so we're just in this life of this guy who, to be this type of craftsman, you have to be kind of OCD, kind of be in your zone all the time to be making this high quality stuff and then he happens upon this girl who's a waitress and kind of falls in love with her fast right this random waitress lady played by vicky cripes i think is how you pronounce her name okay and so they kind of at first they see each other it's like a honeymoon phase where they love each other right yeah and then you kind of get idea of this guy who's kind of controlling and wants everything quiet for him to be in his space and mm-hmm. it's just like this really awful relationship between the two of them it's through so the whole movie. weird yeah like I, I watched it with you and i think it was really good but like it's it doesn't make sense why they're together <laughs> right like i get the them being enamored at first between the two of them like she's like kind of his muse yeah and he's this famous guy with this awesome talent but once you get a little taste of what they're like, you sh- both of them should just drop each other. <laughs> they're both kind of bad people. Yeah. Um, it takes you down this road where it's like, first off, the feeling of the show, is, of the movie is like, it's what's not being said is what's right, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In scenes where people have these attitudes that's maybe... Uh, they're not even saying it under their breath it's just you get the tone of their voice how they really feel Mm -hmm. we the audience can pick that up easily and it's just uh, uh, (laughs) i don't want to be in that room yeah i definitely don't want to be in the room it's just so uncomfortable but it is i i said like in the middle of watching like i can't believe i'm not bored yet because it's kind of the doing regular old day stuff yeah but you're, I'm enamored. I'm, I want to see what happens next. Mm. The movie making is great too. The music in this, it's almost like there's never not music. Okay, yeah. It's like light pianos or whatever throughout the whole thing to give you this refined feel of the whole world that they're in of high fashion. And uh, also like the stuff they're wearing is uh, pretty awesome. Like his pajamas look <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The way he looks like it's very high fashion throughout the whole thing. Um, but Daniel DeLewis is, plays this despicable person, I think. <laughs> it's He plays it very well. Like, yeah. His, I get why he's like one of the best actors around. Um, the, but the relationship that they have, it's almost like, I love you when I want to love you. Right. And then I hate you every other time. There's these ups and downs. And then at certain points, they're reaching for the other and the other the other one doesn't want you. Yeah. It's so weird. It's definitely like a roller coaster of of um, emotion where it's like one scene it's like I despise you and the next scene they're like passionately in love yeah right I would recommend it I think mm-hmm. I, everyone should just at least give a try for this movie if you think uh, even if you don't like any Paul Thomas Anderson movies yeah. I think this one might be the one that you enjoy um, what, what other ones has he made he's made like um, Boogie Nights I didn't like that that much he did um, gosh uh 
He said, there will be blood. There will be blood. Yeah. I, think, I think that was him. Yeah. Um. So pretty wild, different ideas, but I think mm-hmm. you can still pick up when it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah. It's like the, the emptiness of scenes sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You're just kind of viewing the, the life of yeah. a character or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's so weird that like, because he's come from this high upscale life mm-hmm. and she was like a hard working waitress. So they're both kind of like in love with that, with with the other person's world. But once it's mixing into their world, they hate it. I think it's like they don't like each other as people. Yeah. They love the idea of exactly. each other. Yeah. Right. There's this girl that um, is like his muse and he, he can like visualize his dresses on her and mm-hmm. whatever. And like, yeah, is, pulls him into the next dress. Yeah. While he is this um, craftsman art, artiste. Yeah. That everyone loves. And it's just without a doubt, an amazing uh, just auteur of, of this right. art. Right. Do you want to watch it again? I think I could watch it again it's, since I know what happens. Yeah. I, I can, can watch it a little bit looser, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a tightly wound show, just like The Man, you know? Yeah. Movie. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a movie that I really enjoyed. Very... Um, I felt, I felt uppity watching it like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a, a high class person. <laughs> The next movie we want to talk about while on break is not so much. It's called Free Guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's on like a lot of the streaming services now just popped in there. But the next Ryan Reynolds movie uh, about this uh, character in a video game, mm-hmm. uh, like a, let's say a Fortnite, Grand Theft Auto type video game, yeah. non-playable character that somehow becomes like sentient and yeah. can uh, learns about the players in his video game. I was watching a little bit with you, but I didn't continue. I liked it. It's not, uh, let's say it's not the, of the same quality as Phantom Thread. Oh, really? <laughs> but I thought, I was like, I came to it with rock bottom expectations because it's like, who cares about a guy in a yeah. video game that came, comes to life, whatever. But if, as you can imagine, in a video game, there's like fake action and sheen to everything. That's it's fun. I mean, it's undoubtedly fun. And I'm coming to it with less of like this needs to look real. It's a video game, right? Mm-hmm. So I can just enjoy the wow of it. Some of the fun jokes in it are really. It, I think it's a good choice for Ryan Reynolds to make this movie. Really, he's like um, an oblivious guy, right? Mm. Who kind of is just like learning about. He's like a new baby, like learning about the world that he's in, right? Ryan Reynolds is typically like the know-it-all kind of quippy and like halfway annoying Deadpool type character. It's a, it's a change for him, I think. And I think, I think that was the right move looking back now. I was watching it and I thought like a lot of the gags and cliches are right. too heavy handed with it sometimes. And um, just the premise didn't interest me. I thought it was going to be dumb. It totally was. Yeah. I think that's what I, I wanted to watch it. I just can like phase in and out if I really want to pay attention or mm, not type yeah. of thing. So I don't know how it ends. Does it end like kind of the same way style it started like or is there any kind of twist or what no there's never really no surprise <laughs> there's no, nothing about this is gonna surprise you okay you know the story you know how it's gonna end yeah there's some stuff in the outside world that's i guess semi-interesting it's mm-hmm. kind of just framework that you know in these movies right i was saying it's like the lego movie it to- yeah there's yeah. a lot of similarities it's like the lego movie where this guy wants to change <laughs> is things a toy up. is a toy is it basically a virtual toy yeah um it's like it's kind of like um a ready player one right okay, video game yeah. world vr type of thing whatever in the world mm-hmm. and then like when he like learns about his situation it's kind of gives you like truman show vibes mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. just a 
split, split second of that. It's not, it's not, it's not that deep. Okay? Oh, really? It's not that deep. Okay. Uh, that being said, I think it's the second best Matrix movie. <laughs> So obviously it's a comedy. Is it pretty funny? It's pretty funny. There's like some things, right? I, it, it's cheesy at points, but I'm like, yeah. all right, that was that gave me a laugh enough of a laugh where this was not a waste of time. Okay, well, it's on streaming. I might try to finish it, but I don't know if it was my kind of movie. Not too urgent. Just wanted to mention on there, like a uh, semi recommend. Okay, yeah, free, free guy. guy, free guy, and Phantom Thread. I'd, I'll watch Phantom Thread again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, that, that's it. That's all I gave uh, for the this month of uh, you know movies. Yeah, um, I'm still watching How I Met Your Father. That's, oh, that's right. Me too. I think it's good. You think you're gonna give up on it? No. It's one of these like oh, it's a half an hour of a week. Yeah, it, it's not that big of an investment, so I'm I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. <laughs> It, it when we watch those shows, how much your mother, the sitcoms, we'd binge yeah. them. So we can't really do this with this one. Yeah, it's a it's on weekly, so I'm like, what does that mean? How does what, this work? It's done now till next week. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'll keep watching. I think season one might be done already. Oh wow, really? It's been eight episodes, so I don't know if that's a oh. first season only or if there is more. I, I I don't know. I gotta wait, I guess. <laughs> I think these sitcoms they they last long seasons, right? Usually, but again, Usually, it's, it's on streaming. But it's on streaming, yeah. What's what's the deal? It's not on um, like regular broadcast television. Yeah, CBS or whatever it's on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how that works anymore. <laughs> okay, um, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on all major podcast platforms, and if you could please leave us a review, that would definitely help the show. And it's the best way to get. Um, more listeners to the show. Yeah, if you ever want to give us a review also on on social media, we're at the Reader Copy Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Maybe you want to give us some advice or anything like that to have the shows going. Welcome us back, maybe. Uh, we're on all those social medias. It feels good to be back, and we'll be back again next week with uh, Comic Book again. So until then, Daniel, do you have, do you have a, like a Batman outro? A vengeance. <laughs> Alright, see you guys. See ya. Error. Error.